0: Across the UK, online and on DAB Access all radios
1: Talk Radio, give it some lip Talk Radio Evening dear listener, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio Rest easy from the phones, and you won't hear that call very often on this station Rest easy from the phones, because the first half hour of the show we've got Stu Phillips coming on Who he, I shall tell you all who he is after this of music, right? Stunning. And for anyone of a certain age, and I mean quite old like me, um instantly transported back to being 12 years old and playing Night Rider in the playground at school and doing that doing that music. <laughs> One of the most iconic theme tunes what has ever been written. And boy, oh boy, what a, a genuine thrill it is to have the gentleman that wrote that. It's Mr. Stu Phillips. Good evening, Stu. Uh, it's good afternoon here in California. Uh, what's, hey, what's the weather like in California today, Stu? Right today, it's beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful it, and sunny. It's beautiful and uh-huh, sunny here. Not cold. It's, it's huh? beautiful and sunny here in London, which is a rarity. At 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hot. I tell you, we're all walking, wearing, uh, walking around in shorts and T-shirts. It's unsightly. <laughs> Stu, it's such an absolute pleasure to talk to you. You have been, without me really realising it, a huge part of my life because you have written the theme tunes for and done the incidental music for so many TV shows that uh, uh, have been so important to me as i've grown up so thank you so much for that sir oh my pleasure and i got paid to do it too <laughs> <laughs> let's we we just played the night rider theme you wrote the theme uh, how does it work how do how do you when you're doing a theme like that or specifically that one did they um did you see the show did they tell you what it was about or did you just kind of have something lying around how does it work Stu?
3: Uh well I didn't see the show cuz the show hadn't finished film filming uh and basically uh somebody had uh, one of the uh film editors had uh, put in a piece of uh electronic music a piece of German electronic music I'm not quite sure what it was uh and uh the network people said oh that works great with this car that's basically electronics and everything yeah. we should have electronics now remember this is 1982 there wasn't very much of the way of uh, electronics aside from a few uh you know uh yamaha and a moog and and a few other things yeah. so it was not a prevalent type of thing it was kind of used in an orchestra but nobody ever featured it to any great extent um so uh, my job was to create something, supposedly, that was going to be uh, uh, electronic-sounding. And not being an expert with synthesizers, um, I hired four synth players. <laughs> and that's right, and wrote out all the music and a rhythm section, and um, everything was written out, and nothing was sequenced. Uh, the guy who played, dumb, he played that out. Uh, Manually, nothing it, it wasn't sequence or anything. Yeah. And um all I can say is I'm proud of the fact I predated Miami Vice by 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jan Hammer has to has to uh, take a a, a backseat for since uh, stop, now, yeah, I'm kidding. The
1: reason but, uh, yeah, the reason the reason your name is so familiar to me personally Stu is because I am a huge fan of the Monkees. I'm obsessed with the Monkees and um, the whole series has just been remastered on Blu-ray and I'm awaiting its arrival. And of course your name popped up in the end credits of, I think, every episode of The Monkeys. What exactly did you do for every, the show?
3: Every episode but four. Ah, okay. Uh, Flat and, Earl Flat and Scruggs did two episodes where The Monkeys were at a farm or ah, some yeah, kind of yeah. a country thing. Yeah. And Flat and Scruggs did that, uh, which isn't really a score. They just kind of played a bunch of stuff and they kind of, uh... Uh, library it in there, but they did those two, and then The Monkeys in London was done by Hugo Montenegro. Right, okay, wow. And I have no, I have no, uh, I have no knowledge of why <laughs> they hired him, what was the reason after they he did those, yeah. I continued on with the show, so I really don't know what was up, I never asked uh and i just accepted it that uh you know that was it and you did i I have no reason why they uh, but i did all but those four episodes
1: and and you did all the little bits of incidental music so if you hear a little harpsichord harpsichord doing did it you you were doing all of that now did you play all of that or did you score all of that and get someone else no
3: i did not play anything all of that music was recorded over at RCA without the picture though it was yeah. all recorded to uh, timings wow. because um, this was screen gems and they didn't uh, they didn't like spending a lot of money <laughs> and, uh, yeah yeah they, they, they weren't one of the uh, of, uh, uh, TV people that uh, put out big dollars. They like to do everything. Yes. And so I did it at RCA Victor because RCA was putting out the Monkees records and RCA made a deal with Screen Gems that they'd give them the studio time at a deal. So they said to me, you'll do it at RCA and I said, oh, okay, you know, fine. Uh, and uh, so that's where I did all the music and that's why in the thing I wrote to you, I have no idea what the tapes are yeah. because they were originally at RCA. I can only assume that after the monkeys went off the air, they were sent back to Screen Gems, but I don't know.
1: I'm and, gonna, I'm uh, gonna hunt it down. Yeah, I'm hunt it that down. time,
3: I was on to other things, and I wasn't really concerned about what where my
1: music was to the monkeys. You final, the final monkeys thing. You d- you did release an album, didn't you, of, of monkeys music?
3: Yes, and when I got to Epic Records, uh, I thought it might be a cute thing to. Uh, uh, to do a, uh, uh, like a, like I did with the Holy Ridge strings on Capitol Records, yeah. that I would do uh, a Golden Gate strings on, on epic records of the Monkees uh, stuff. And uh, so I did do it. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't uh, uh, a big seller like some of the Holy Ridge were. Um, I, but, uh, uh, yeah, I did that, and I can only bring you up to date to tell you that, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Rhino Records was interested in trying to do something with the Monkees' soundtrack music, and I had suggested to them that we include the Epic Records album. So they thought that would be a good idea. Uh, The problem was they could not find any Monkees' background scoring that was clean. Aside from the seventeen uh, cues that you uh, uh, that you mentioned,
1: yeah, so there's seventeen correct. minutes that's that they've got.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's seventeen minutes or fifty. They that's all they found, and um, everything else, of course, has has sound effects or, yeah. or dialogue mixed in with the music, and so there's no clean. There's no clean stripe to take from the three-stripe, you know, that they did in those days.
1: Stu, how uh, did you how did you get into the industry? How, you've done a lot of work. I know you've done work for movies. Which but, industry? Because <laughs> <I was, laughs> I've been in three of them. Go on. Well, the, the, t- the TV scoring, first of all. How did you get into that? Because you've been doing TV shows, the Donna Reed show from 1958, all through the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. You were yeah, doing this. I... I
3: yeah, I didn't get to Donna Reed till sixty two. The okay. show went on in fifty eight, but okay. I didn't get to it to fifty sixty two and I got to it because I had produced uh the Johnny Angel hit record with Shelly fabare and the producer was very grateful of the Donna Reed show, who was Donna Reed's husband. He was very grateful and he said to me uh, hey you want to score we don't have a regular composer on the Don Reed show do you want to take over the composing duties and I said yeah why not you know it was only like uh once a month kind of thing you scored four episodes at one time you know and uh uh so I said yeah sure and that was the first Uh, TV show that I did, I did some TV in New York City, uh, uh, they were public service things of, uh, of about crossing the street and, uh, driving and parking cars, you know, with traffic and and other things. Yeah, I did some of those, but basically that was the first, uh, show that I ever did was Donna Reed. And because I was, uh, doing the Donna Reed show, uh, I got into Gidget. Because uh, they didn't have a regular composer on that, so sometimes they throw me in and I do gidgets, and they like the gidget music, so they libraried a lot of the shows with it. So I have a lot of credits on the gidgets, but uh, uh, that's basically how the TV yeah. stuff started. Yeah, and um, how did and then you then end up? Monkeys. How did you end up
1: working yeah. with Glenn A. Larson? Because Glenn, a., well, if you were a kid, right, in the late seventies and the eighties, as I was. G- everything Glenn A. Larson made was incredible and was must-watch TV. How did you hook up with him?
3: Well, Glenn Larson was one of the four preps. I don't know if you remember that group.
1: No, I don't remember that group.
3: Uh, well, there was a group called the Four Preps who had uh, one or two fairly big hits on Capitol Records. Okay. And when and when I went over to Capitol Records in ni- 1964 or something... Uh, the first assignment that they gave me was to record the last sessions of the Four Preps, and Glenn Lawson was one of the Four Preps. And I, I produced a record, uh, of a song that the Four Preps had written, Glenn Lawson had written with the Four Preps, and, uh, it became like an instant hitter with a thing called A Letter to the Beatles. Wow. Uh, but unfortunately, the Beatles manager, or uh, his lawyer, their lawyer, or something, This I don't think the Beatles did it, uh, decided that they thought it was derogatory towards the Beatles, and they said the Capitol Records, you either have the Beatles or you have the preps. So they pulled the record off the air when it was like number 50 on the charts with yeah. a red bullet. So, I mean, uh, but anyway, that was the time I met Glenn Lawson, and I was his producer. And then 10 years later, 1974, Uh, I'm sitting in my den and I get a phone call and it's Glenn Lawson's secretary. She says, Glenn Lawson, would like to speak to you. Well, by that time I knew what Glenn had done. I watched some of the same shows you did, you know, uh, the Robert Wagner thing and McLeod. And, um, Uh, Glenn on the phone like he had spoken to me yesterday, you know, the the day before. Hi, Stu, how are you? You know. And, uh, just like, like we hadn't seen each other. It had been 10 years since we'd spoken to each other. So, uh, he said, hey, I got a pilot that they want me to do and I need a composer and I want a new composer and something. And he says, I saw your resume and I saw that you'd done some movies and TV and stuff. So he said, "How would you like to do the pilot?" And the pilot happened to be the six million dollar oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, which was the third the third reincarnation of the pilot. They had so many. They had several pilots before that. It all uh, they couldn't sell. So Glenn did this pilot, and I did the music. And um, uh, he sold the pilot to the network, but for, I have no idea why. But for some reason, he didn't want to do the. Series or the studio didn't want him to do the series. I don't know which it is. Uh, I wish I were a fly on the wall and I could have found out. Yeah. but he didn't do it, and it went to another producer who, of course, hired uh, another composer, JJ J. Johnson, I believe. And um, uh... but Glenn liked what I did, and he said that's okay, Stu. I'll make it up to you. He says, "How would you like to do some mcleod episodes?" so i said hey great fantastic so i started in with glenn on mccloud and then of course we went to switch we went to quincy and the hardy boys and and Galactica and Buck Rogers, Night Rider. Well, and, the, and you, you, the
1: you're going. Through, I mean, the, the the list of shows that you have worked on, and, and some with a lot of them with Glenn, it is incredible. It is a, a, a an eighties childhood fantasy: Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers, uh, Galactica, um, uh, The Fall Guy, uh, Automan, Night Rider. I mean, Stew. It's that's a wonderful CV. It, w- was it fun to do? Did you did you enjoy the work that you did? Well, oh, uh,
3: I enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed Galactica immensely. I really I really enjoyed the year, year and a half that I worked uh, on that show before it got uh, canceled. Um, uh, I only did uh, the pilot of Buck Rogers and the first four episodes, uh, and then came back in season two and did another episode because I went over to Fox to work with Glenn on The Fall Guy, which I did for five years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I would say the fall guy was fun because uh, uh every episode was kind of a different situation, a different. Uh, it wasn't the same every week. It was the same characters, but the situations were different. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like writing the same music week after week after week. You know, I I would have a chance to write Italian music, spaghetti westerns, <laughs> uh, Spanish music. You know, whatever. You know, rock and roll. Uh, you you name it. It uh, I, it was. Uh, uh, I have a variety of music to write. So it was it it was nice. There was another show I did there called uh, Yeah Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why can't I remember the name? uh, masquer- uh Masquerade. Yeah, masquerade. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which was also fun because they were in a different country every every episode. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, and uh, that was fun but unfortunately they uh that, that got dropped after one season. So, uh, yeah, I would say a lot of it was fun, and some of it was drudgery, you know, like <laughs> Lobo, Sheriff Lobo, and <laughs>
1: BJ and the Bear, they weren't a lot of fun, you know? Did you ever, uh, did you turn up with stuff, and Glenn or, or whatever producer you were working with the ghost Stu, this is, no, we can't use this, and would they send stuff back, or d- did everything you submit get accepted? Uh,
3: in those days, uh, I can honestly say I never had a score replaced. Yeah. Uh, I occasionally had a cue that Glenn would be unhappy with when he was dubbing. He said, well, I really don't like that. He said, let's leave it out. You know, things like that. But I, Glenn never showed up at any of my recording sessions. He never came by to see what I was doing or anything else. And uh that's why I worked for him for 14 years, because he basically, he had confidence that I knew what he wanted, and I would do what he wanted, and... Sometimes when I didn't do what he wanted and decided to do what I wanted, he would kind of bend a little and figure, alright, yeah. you know, like I give a little, I'll take a little. Uh, and, uh, you know, there were times I think that I had some cues in there that he uh, would have liked a different way, but he didn't, he left it in because he felt I, I was serious, I, you know, thought about it and I didn't just throw it in. I, I felt this was the right thing. So that's, you know, you yeah. don't work for one person for 14 years. Uh, <clears throat> Without some confidence, you know,
1: Stu, uh, between, uh, between the two of you, Stu. Am I right in thinking that you work with Nina Simone as well?
3: Uh, yeah, I produced some records for Nina at Colpix Records. Uh, when I got to Colpix Records, she was already there, and they weren't having much success selling. Uh, getting her crossed over to the pop market. Everything yeah. that she made was getting played on jazz stations only, which didn't sell records in those days.
1: What was she like uh, to listen Unless
3: you were a Stax or, or you know, or or one of the big yeah. jazz labels, and Colpix was not that. Uh, so Colpix just couldn't get in the airplay with Nina on the jazz, so they said, Stu, can you do something to get her over in the pop side? So we recorded some sides and uh it got some play but evidently the pop stations just weren't in they weren't in love with Nina Simone. Uh then I did an album of Nina Sings Duke Ellington uh and uh through the years I think it sold fairly nice, but it wasn't a hit album. And um and then uh I think uh Nina's contract was up and she left for another label, Bethlehem or something. Uh I'm not quite sure which one.
1: What was she and, like to work with, Stu? Was she was, was was she did she you know, did she take on suggestions or was she quite I always imagine Nina Simone, particularly in her later years of course when she was established, was, was um was quite adamant at the at what she wanted. What was she, was she good to work with? Oh god,
3: that's so hard to answer. Um let me put it to you this way. We didn't fight. We didn't have any arguments. Uh I was aware of her talent. She was a brilliant pianist. Yeah. And uh, um, I would say she she was going to give this pop thing a chance. And uh, as much as uh, basically she didn't want to, she did. And uh, she was cooperative, but she was a very, 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 very uptight. You had to be very careful what you said, how you said it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and at times, at times she wouldn't talk to you. She talked through her manager, and her manager would tell you what Nina uh, Nina wants to do this or Nina wants to do that. Nina thinks we should change this. You know, <laughs> it was like a third party thing. And then other times she would be just absolutely delightful and yeah. said it. They would say, oh, Stu, you don't like, uh, oh, Stu, you don't like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's wonderful when the chorus comes in there. Or, hey, I, I'm just making things up, I don't yeah. really remember. Yeah. But she would be very nice, and, and you'd say, oh, good, great, I just, and then suddenly, like, she was boom, yeah. you know, turned off. But she was a talent, and she was, uh, uh, you know, she had her place in the music, uh, in the music industry, and um uh, I did a commercial with, I recommended Nina for a commercial yeah. uh, for a, a coffee called u Coffee when Nina was there, and uh, I was doing work, uh, doing commercials for this uh, uh, commercial um, um, agency, Yeah. and uh, the, the guy who ran the music there was, uh, I had gone to high school with, and we were buddies. And he said, oh, God, having Nina Simone sing this would be just absolutely great. So kind the fortunate thing was he was African-American. And so uh, when she met him, she was delighted to see that there was actually somebody working on Madison Avenue. That's the, you know, uh, where all the uh, ad agencies are. That was African-American because he was the first one. Uh, this gentleman, his name was Roy Eaton, and she was so delighted. Like, oh my God, this is what this because this is what she was her whole life fighting for. Yeah, and so she said, Oh yes, I'll do it. I'll do it, and she did it. And the <gasps> U-Ban people hated it. They hated it so much that they said we must replace that voice. Oh no, they had no idea who the Nina Simone was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course. Now, they didn't know who she was, but they didn't care. They said, no, no, this is not going to sell our product. This is wrong. This is wrong. Wow. And we had to go out, and we had to get an, a singer to replace uh, the, her, her vocal in that, wow. which, of course, did not make her a happy person. No.
1: Uh, Stu, Not at all, Stu. What? What? You've also done a lot of movies. It, I, I, I imagine, and tell me if I've got this wrong, that movies, um, f- for your job for scoring would would be more fun because you've got more room to play. Is that right?
3: Uh, on some of them, yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, there were some that I really enjoyed. I really, uh, I had a f- the first major movie I did was a Danny Kaye movie. And uh, nobody was on my ship back—not the director, not the producers. They showed me the movie. I went. I wrote the music, and uh, and it was really fun and enjoyable uh, experience. Yeah. And another one I did called Follow Me, which was a surfing movie that surfed where the surfers went all around the world surfing. Which again was a wonderful challenge because I had to write music from every location that they were at and write uh, uh, the score in that style of music. So that was one. Uh, there's been a few that I've really enjoyed doing. You know, of course, the uh, I'm known right now for the cult favorite, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, yeah. Russ Meyer. Yeah. Uh, was that fun? Yeah. <laughs> Russ, Russ left me alone. He he left me alone. He didn't bother me. He told me what he wanted, but uh, what he wanted sometimes was... <laughs> in my opinion, idiotic, but that was Russ Meyer. That was the way he shot, and that's the way he wrote. And, of course, I'm the only composer, which I always say when I'm doing any kind of lecture or any kind of uh, interview here in L.A., Or I say I'm the only composer in Los Angeles. I got to spend two weeks with two Playboy Centerfold girls teaching them how to sing the songs in the movie. (laughs) I said,
1: no other composer can make that the de- eclama- de- Declaration, Stu. What What are you doing now? I know you've written a book, haven't you? You've written your autobiography, Stu. Who? But what What do you do now? Do you still compose? Do you still conduct? What, what? Oh, I, yeah. I I I keep myself busy. I come out at a, a, most of the time, uh,
3: maybe four or five days a week, and I uh, I either do some arrangements or orchestrations of some uh, obscure p- classical pieces. Or I uh, I do some uh, arrangements of some pop things. I've had uh, a lot of my arrangements played. At, uh I do a lot of did a lot of Christmas arrangements, yeah. uh, and uh, they get played every Christmas. And there's a few orchestras around that are playing uh, my stuff. Uh, plus, I uh, get get around to start to write some stuff to, just for myself and my own. Uh, Recreation and to keep my mind busy, you know. So uh, I keep myself, in, you know, immersed in music Good. because it's what I know how to do. You know? So Stew- I've done for
1: the, since I was uh, nineteen years old. If you want to see, if listen, guy, if you if you listen to this, there is a book, Stu Who, um, uh, and you can go to the website stuhu.com, dot com, and it's S T U Who dot com. Stu Stu Phillips, you are an absolute legend, an absolute gentleman, and it has been such a thrill to talk to you today, Stu. Thank you so much, and thank you for all the music you've done.
3: Oh, uh, are you kidding? It's my pleasure. You sound just like my son-in-law. My son-in-law is British. Oh, ah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, there you go, you see. And
3: and the two of you had the same, evidently, the same uh, area of... of, of course, I know there's so many different dialects in in, yeah. in England, and yeah. but uh, you sound, I, I sound, I feel like I'm talking to my brother. Oh, well, uh, I, I, right I, I, I,
1: I'm honoured, Stu. Genuinely, I'm honoured. Thank you so much, <laughs> mate. I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot.
3: Okay, and have a good time, and
1: thank you for calling. I thank appreciate you very much. it. Take care. Bye bye, Stu Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Stu Phillips. If you could see, if you could see the grin on my face now, here's something: eighty six years old. That dude. 86 years old. He's got more vim and vigour in him than nearly anybody else listening to this show right now. Man alive. What a legend. That's a special podcast for you guys. Wasn't he amazing? 0844-499-1000. Oh, 844 499 four, nine, Uh, normal service resumes after this. Evening dear listener, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Catherine, uh, the producer has joined me in the studio. Why are oh, you eight, saying it like that? Uh, oh, 844 499 four, nine, Wasn't uh, Stu Phillips absolutely delightful? Yeah,
0: the Nina Simone story. Oh,
1: you see, you're right. He was, as you said it off air, he was very diplomatic there.
0: I bet she was a nightmare.
1: Doesn't she sound like it? But I mean, Matt, that, he's, I mean, he, he I, 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 there are several people who are responsible for the soundtrack to my life but him Automan, night rider um the six million dollar man all these programs he worked on quincy didn't do the themes for all of them he did the theme for night rider and theme for Battlestar battle but uh, uh, the, the, the all the music you know that makes it so dramatic mm-hmm. and so powerful he's 86 years old and i could have spoken to him all night he could have spoken to me all night
0: oh i think you just scraped the surface there yeah with the sort of stories yeah yeah
1: yeah told, i'm yeah. getting the book the book's a bit expensive to get because it's it's um it was a limited run i think but mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna get it what a legend what an absolute legend yeah, imagine right. um thank you for that Sue. oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you can give us a call about that and give us a call about anything you want you know the rules Alan! Hip, hip, hip! Hip, 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 hip. Alan! Uh, how's your day been, boss? How's my day been? Yeah. Um, what have I done today? I got up late, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. I went, I had a haircut, and then I had to to voice, um, penguins make you laugh out loud. Wow. Is that for child father game? Yeah! Sounds good, yeah, sounds good. It's good. I like that show. I do like that show um, yeah, I do like that show. Penguins was a bit you know,
0: did they make you laugh out loud? Eh? they
1: did make me laugh out loud. Well, they that's did That's all that matters that is all that matters. I do think that show uh, a lot of those shows are very, very funny and i'm I'm very lucky the problem is though the problem is I wish I had a fader uh, the problem is. I'm going to move you there for a second while I do that. <laughs> where is where the, the heavy breathing is it? putting it's you off? Just flipping it. It's just the noise. <laughs> when, when, when are these faders going to be fixed, guys? Um, the problem is, to do that job, you have to sit in a really tiny, hot room without any air conditioning. You can't have the air conditioning on because the microphones to pick it up. Yeah. It's really sensitive microphones. And it takes two hours. And you're sat in there sweating your gonads off for two whole hours. It's outrageous, Alan. How many takes? Well, I did most of it in one take, but sometimes you have to go back and do it again because you've not done it to the producer's satisfaction. When I
0: did a voiceover at that time, yeah, um, I didn't realise you're not supposed to breathe. What? Well, they kept saying they could hear me do that at, like halfway through the sentences and stuff. Well, no. Yeah, and they would take that out or get me to do it again with without doing that.
1: No, no. Uh, well, uh, no, of course you.
0: C- well this guy breathe. was very particular then because he didn't no. want me to breathe
1: no because i tell you why because he didn't want the job of cutting the breaths out that's the, that's the sound recorder's job to cut the oh breaths out i thought
0: there was a technique that i didn't know anything about no
1: no 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 well how would you do it then say so read a sentence to me
0: well okay so with a breath in for example um all right uh all right well let's just read so i'll read the just read something i couldn't care what okay i'll read the latest tweet i got okay there oh, you did a breath there yeah i know but i've not done it yet okay it's from Victoria. It says at flipping Kath. There. Are you breathing, Kath? There. That's it. And you you do that that's yeah, your comma, yeah. isn't it? Okay.
1: Mark Silk has tweeted me. Thanks so much for the interview with composing legend Stu Phillips. That was fascinating. I heard you breathe. Yeah, they cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad
0: we've had this conversation because yeah. it's quite niche, yeah. and I did wonder whether I was doing something textbook error.
1: Alan, what have you got for us? I've got an idea for Film Wing. Oh, yeah, Film Wing, yes. Have you ever heard of the movie Champions? What, b- what Bob Champion?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's got John Hurt as Bob Champion, the horse racing man who gets cancer, and then he oh. fights it and wins the Grand National.
0: Oh, right, that killed me that. Well, not as much as it I think it's a very interesting film for our listeners No, next
1: you be suggesting we watch Sea Biscuit
0: Or E.T. Or National Velvet Oh, no, that's b- a film i watched
1: watch Blue Velvet I've,
4: heard of, I've never seen that one You'd like that but Anyway, National Velvet, I think it's a
1: very good film I do. Why we, like Why are you obsessed with horse racing movies? Because I'm into horse racing Oh, well, yeah
0: Because he's had a ride himself, haven't you?
1: No, he hasn't. On, oh, you mean on a horse? Yeah,
0: on that wooden horse. Uh, you the picture of the paper? Yeah, all right. Well, they, I can't unsee that picture. Calm down, calm down, buddy.
1: <laughs> um, it, I'll be honest, it sounds like a terrible, terrible suggestion. Well, it was my first attempt. <laughs> Which do you mean, your first attempt at suggesting so, a movie? I've a film for before. Well, yeah, but it's, it, 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 it's just the same as... Um, oh, I've accidentally cut him off.
0: Oh, not again.
1: suggesting a film for film ring is um it's just like suggesting a film (laughs) and he's done that hasn't he surely oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand
0: he's made all kinds of other suggestions
1: hot day very hot day today um still it's going to get hotter do you think yeah i do i do think it's going to get hotter
0: there was a bit of a yep there's a bit of a breeze today wasn't there which was pleasant
1: um i don't know whereas yesterday
0: very still very still
1: i was i was i was in a building for most of it you know i was in my bedroom then i was in the hairdressers where i got my hair cut so now now my life gets complicated right now it's oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way to listen if you want to call it now my life gets complicated and of course people watching on periscope you can dig my haircut um but now i get my beard cut at one hairdressing establishment and my hair done at the other
0: well you get your beard done by the boozy bawdy barbers
1: i do i do yeah there's a it's it's certainly um there would everyone was drinking beer at the barbers it's oh, it was outrageous behavior i couldn't believe it but it's like um it's like um it's like being a bigamist that's it mm. that's bigamy. me oh well, it's a joke there isn't it that's bi- well that's... i went
0: to two places to get my hair done
1: that's bigamy. me no it's not that's when you marry two women all right um i I always thought if you're going to be a bigamist right you've got to do it in style Mm. and you don't just want two wives and i don't mean you know like those people is it the mormons that they have like six wives but they all live together or is it the arabs both is the mormons and the arabs in
0: certain yes certain sectors of those two
1: people not as well educated as us well the mormons and the arabs
0: some mormons why do some
1: people say arabs
0: um because they're cowboys
1: some people is that an american thing like they say herbs and aluminum they say arabs
0: yeah but it's it you know it's it's um the dimmer americans that say that surely
1: okay um, so, uh, uh, the, the like, anyway, the, the Mormons, and, uh, Jonathan, say they'll come to you in a minute, uh, the Mormons and the, uh, Arabs, they will have, like, five, six, seven wives, all of them. will all of them, um, they will have them in the same house, I, I, I think if you're going to be a bigamist, do it, do it properly, have six wives, um, and three of them have got to be in different countries, one of them's got to be, at least one's got to be in a different continent, make that work, do it do it that's how you can do it and um isn't it funny how it- do you
0: explain your absences to that are they, all, they are all aware of the situation
1: i work on an oil rig you've thought this through yeah of course. but i don't work on an oil rig
0: yeah you've not thought this through
1: no 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 i don't but so it means i can go away for six months at a time so in that how are you going to be maintaining all these
0: different households
1: um uh i would you want um, to get a
0: job on an oil rig
1: i would use um viagra
0: no i meant you know paying the bills oh i thought you, when you said maintaining
1: different households i thought you meant um i know what you thought the I meant.
0: upkeep
1: mm. um i would sell viagra <laughs> <laughs> i would well this is the thing if i okay here's the thing if i were to win the lottery I would marry six women, three of which would be in a different country, and at least one would be in a different continent. I would tell those women that I worked on an oil rig. Hang on a minute. For, there we go. Oh, this is beautiful. It writes itself. I work on an oil rig for ten months of the year. Two months each.
0: What's that noise?
1: That's me moving between...
0: Okay, can you not...
1: I'm <laughs> moving between. Could um, you not? No, it's like in the old films when um, they if they had to get from like New York to Los Angeles. You'd see a map, and, and then you plane. see the little, little plane or the dots going. And then, like in the seventies, comedy films would do the dots going all over the place. Mm. And, uh, anyway, oh, wait, four, 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 four nine, nine, one thousand. Jonathan, you'll be up next. <laughs> we were um, supposed to be interviewing. Um, the excellent and i i i think she's a genius and you will think she's a genius by the time i've finished with you dear listener the excellent imani coppola who she she had a hit about 20 years ago with um, legend of a cowgirl i think it was mm-hmm. she also had a brilliant song the, the follow-up single i'm i am a tree oh man it's wonderful she's and you some of you may know her from little jackie where they had a minor hit with the the world should revolve around me i am an endangered species there is only one of me um uh and she's brilliant she's actually a genius i've decided it's there i was i was in um uh, the coffee shop just watching her videos on youtube and going genius genius hard work but genius did you see the one where it's her at the piano yeah the japanese one as well you see Amazing. that flipping it, and we were supposed to be interviewing her today and i'd arranged it via email and i was very excited
0: and I was worried that I was going to balls it up again.
1: Yeah, because you, technically you're rubbish. Uh, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Jonathan, Johnny will come to you in a minute. Um, and I was really nervous, because I do find her intimidating, and I do think it is partly because she's a strong, independent woman. I think I struggle with that for some reason, That's and that's me being honest. I think that's... Um, uh that that you know that that is something my therapist and i can certainly look at but also because i'm a big fan of her and you want to do well in front of people that you're a big fan of
0: also she's got an attitude in her songs
1: yeah 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 um oh there's a brilliant song she did on this on this album black and white it's so brilliant but it's got um i mean it's just like the catchiest pop song I might play it later on. It's not, it's not got swears in it. It's not, it, it, it's just, it's just got this really horrible verse in it, but it's brilliant. But so I might play it later on. Um, so we'd arranged to interview her, uh, uh eight o'clock, I think yeah, it was our time, o'clock. three o'clock her time. She's in New York and we phoned up and it was, hello, Hey, Marnie, it's Ian Lee. Who? Uh, Ian Lee from the UK. We'd arranged to, uh, Oh! in I've effing forgot. Oh, effing hell. Oh, I'm so effing sorry. Oh, oh S. Oh S. Oh, I'm I'm trying to book a flight to Asia and oh F can we do it later? Sure, when do you want to do it? Two hours? We'll be on air. How about an hour? I gotta I've gotta got go and eat. Let me go and eat and we'll do it in an hour. Beautiful. Alright, Marnie, no problem. Find up an hour later. Hello? Hey Marnie, it's Ian Lee. Huh? For the interview. Oh, F! Oh no! I've not had time to eat. Listen, I've got a beer on the. I'm here with a beer. Is that okay? I said, yeah, man. That's 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 fine. What do you want to talk to me about? Like your music. I'm giving her more attitude than she had. There was no attitude. There was, but there was a lot of. It was a lot of energy. Um, Do you want to talk about music and about how you do it and why you do it and and you know where it's going and stuff like that? You know, I'm a big fan. I just want to explore that. She went right. Yeah, can we do it another time? Because my head's... I, I need to get my head in... Uh, my head's not in that place right now. I was like, yeah, of course you can. She goes, I'm really sorry. Uh, d- d- don't hate me. Do you hate me? I said, no, 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 not at all. This is fine, you know. It, it, we'll do it whenever. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. Okay, we'll just speak. do it next week. S- speak to you then. Bye. And that was it. Okay. And it was brilliant. Yeah,
0: but then you've been emailing her since then.
1: Oh, we've been having a lovely email exchange. Yeah,
0: so it's cool. It's. She she, said, I don't think she's fobbing you off. I no, no, no.
1: Happen. Oh, it's not a fob off at all. No. And if anything, of course, I'm disappointed because I want to talk to her. And I and I was nervous. So I built up this this nervous energy, which which then had um, uh, had nowhere to no way to dissipate. No. She has sent me a new album, uh, uh, which hasn't been released yet, because she hasn't got a label for it. which is Incredible. And she's going to send me a load of other albums that she kind of released independently, but then she t- took them offline because she was a bit embarrassed by them, so she might send them to me. So, it, all in all, it was very productive. Um And I said to her in the email, I said, you're an effing genius. And she replied, I don't feel like one at the moment.
0: Mm.
1: Man alive. It's going to be
0: a good chat. It's going to
1: be good. And we are going to pre-record it, because she's going to swear a lot. Um, uh, 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 and you know she she had a big burst at the start and and, and hasn't you know you've not heard of her dear listener right uh, and um she hasn't sold anywhere near as records as i think she had she should and um it's just amazing that someone with so much obvious talent as she has got can struggle with you know, feeling crap and feeling unloved and unworthy and stuff like that. And uh, and it must have been a slog for her, because she did not sell no records.
0: But we all know that the music industry isn't about pure talent anymore, is it? I don't know. Or was I don't it ever? Know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it isn't. Coldplay? Right. So much of it is about marketing. So much of it is about targeting one particular, you know, to uh, the, the tweens who've got the disposable income, who do the downloads and stuff.
1: I'm going to play in, in, in a room later on. It's good. It's got a really gross verse. But it's a good song. In a room. Da, 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 da. Yes, Jonathan! <laughs> Series of taps and clicks. Followed by Jonathan's voice. Hello. There you go. Hello, Jonathan.
5: Uh, I thought, uh, hi, I thought there was something wrong on my end.
1: I think there is, but that's, um, that's for another day. What have you got for us, boss? <laughs>
5: I've got a terrible crime to uh, confess.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Uh Uh-oh. With you, it could literally be anything.
5: (laughs) Oh, Oh. well, I've never seen the original
1: Ghostbusters in its entirety. Okay, but hang on a minute. You told us what it was about the other day. It was about four young men trying to start up a business. Yeah. But I I
5: saw the end of the film, and I've seen the sequel a couple of times, so I am well-versed in... Uh, uh, the basics, but I've never sat down and watched Ghostbusters from beginning to end.
0: Uh, well, okay, and thanks for confiding.
5: Yeah, and I've never seen any of the Godfather films either. Oh,
1: um, well, see so the thing at the right. Go, so, is it just films with the begin with G that you've
0: not seen? I've seen Goodfellas.
1: No, I haven't seen Goodfellas. Oh, I've oh. seen Ghost.
5: Uh, yeah, I've seen Ghost. That oh. was a good
1: film. Okay. Um, Ghostbusters, the original, and I'm, I am looking forward to the new Ghostbusters. Um, uh, but Ghostbusters, the original, it, I think it's all right. It's good because it's got Bill Murray in. I'm not a fan of Dan Aykroyd. Bill Murray, I think, is a genius. Rick Moranis is a genius. Um, but it, it, I don't think, I've seen all of Ghostbusters, I actually. I At the
0: time, it was, a lot of it was about special effects and how amazing that was. And these days... I've it,
1: seen Ghostbusters too. Wow.
0: Well...
1: Which is the one where the Statue of Liberty... Gets yes. a hissy fit
0: yes is that two that's two yeah, yeah. i've seen
1: that one i'm not seen. i'm not seen all of one um why you why you why do you feel the need to unburden yourself with this confession jonathan
5: well i well since i invented film ring and since i've been listening to a podcast about uh uh, films on Ghostbusters yeah. how how good the original was apparently that yeah, I we, thought let's just, why haven't why haven't I why haven't I taken the time just, to watch it let's just back
1: in, up, in full. Let's just back up a little bit. You said something there quite controversial. You in, what was that? You invented film ring? Yeah. Well you, what, the, the feature on, the let me get it right, the feature on this show, where I recommend a film for everyone to watch, and they've got, like, a week to watch it, then they watch it, and then we have a guest on from that film, connected with that film, and people phone in and talk about it. You invented that. Yeah. What? Remind
5: because me... I named, I named it, it's there for my child. Well, you, you well,
1: you, you, na- imagine if you you did name it yes you, you named uh, named um by uh, hashtag a racist but you didn't invent it well charles ii
5: didn't uh build uh, saint paul's cathedral but he took the credit for it nonetheless he's got he's got me there, well, he's, no. got
1: me there. Mm. he's got me there he's got me there all right you invented it yeah so in that case it's cost us 250 quid to hire out the venue for August the 21st. Uh, when can we expect the money? You owe me royalties. WHAT THE HECK?! <laughs> Are you going to watch the new Ghostbusters?
5: Never speak of that abomination again. Well, but have you seen it? I've heard well, about no, 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 it, no, 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 and it's no. even worse than I imagined.
1: Well, well hang on a minute. You've, so you've not seen it, but you've heard about it, and it's it, a film you've never seen is even worse than you've imagined. Well, you've only imagined it.
5: Well, uh, from what I've heard, uh, it's the complete antithesis of the original. Uh, uh, another
1: film that you haven't seen. Yeah. So, hang on a minute. I, You're upset. You're <laughs> upset. This is brilliant, man. This is absolute genius. You're upset that a film that you've never seen destroys the memory of another film that you've never seen. I saw the ending of the original. Well, that's I just an... haven't seen it. No. How, but how can a way film way you've never seen ruin a film that you've never seen? <laughs>
5: Because I keep hearing good things
1: about the original.
5: I, I, the people who talk about the original yeah. are claiming that it's near perfect, and people who are, have got a downer on the original are just being
1: hipsters about it.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> a, hipsters on, stroke fair.
1: Well, it, it, uh, the, the bits I've seen of it, it's all right, but it's quite slow. But you can't, you can't... Here, here we go, Jonathan, right? <laughs> go and see the new Ghostbusters... And then come on the show next week and tell us all about it.
5: I don't want to give Sony uh, any money for that abomination. I'll, I'll pay for your ticket. You, you'll have to you'll have to pay me more than you earn in a year to watch that film.
0: Oh, come That's on, the only way
5: You will ever get come me on. to watch that film. I would if love if Sony I'm... parked a truck full of money up to my house.
0: Come on, we would love to hear you talking about it. I w- and I'd really love to hear you once you've watched the original as well, so it can be a fair comparison. Besides,
5: I'm, I'm, I've already made. I, I'm already making plans to watch the new Star Trek film.
1: Okay, well it's that, only one a year then. Okay, well that's okay. Well, that, we wish you the best of luck. That hope it doesn't turn you gay because there's one in there. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Johnny. If someone
4: gay in your neighbourhood, who you gonna call, John Usher?
1: You've, you, <laughs> you, 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 you've mixed up two <laughs> movies there. You've mashed up two movies, but I don't. I can. I can dig that. I can dig that. And what you got for us, Johnny?
4: Uh, how you doing, fella?
1: I'm all right, fella. All
4: right, all right. Listen, I saw that film the other day. Which oh, Actually, before I was going to start this off. Hello. I was until Jonathan come on. I was going to go it, Beep. Prepare to qualify. What arcade classic was that? Do it again. Well, I started off with a hit, but it goes, Beep, beep, beep,
1: boop. Prepare to qualify. Wipeout. Nope. Uh, Ridge Racer. Mm, close. Sega, Sega Rally. No. It's
4: not OutRun, the is it? The first arcade racing game that you ever played. OutRun. That's it? Yeah, I was right. I remember that. I was right. Oh, you was right, yeah, after about I mean, nine invisible. guesses. I was right. Yeah, I was right. You I was right. I was on right first. All. I mean... Anyway. I lost my, uh, train of thought now. Yeah. Um... Cast your mind back. I figured... I don't know everyone says. You used to be on this, She used to be on that. Uh, late 90s. Yeah. LBC, I think, oh. in the afternoon. Do you remember that guy used to ring up? Uh, the
1: Asian guy. Which Asian? He's what, he used to ring me up? I, yeah, I'm not that old, mate. I wasn't. I wasn't on in the late nineties in LBC for crying yeah. out loud. Oh, Early two oh, no, thousands, buddy.
4: Sorry, sorry, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, mid, mid. Yeah, I think it's two thousand six. Oh, oh yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Skip forward ten years. Remember the guy? He's ring up. I'm not gay. Um, you remember him? Um, I don't want to go on a it because I haven't got one. Yeah. Oh, uh, so do that again. I don't want to throw my own comfort, because I haven't got one. How did you just say that to your I don't know. You've got all the latest gadgets here, haven't you?
1: I've, got, got, oh, I've got all the latest <laughs> gadgets here, apart from a fader. You're absolutely
4: right. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, another reason why I run up. I saw that documentary the other what day. What on
1: earth are you talking about? Where are you going with this?
4: <laughs> Do you remember that documentary you were talking about the other day, where the kid went missing? Top film. Actually, it's not film. Imp- the Impostor? Document- Imposter! Oh, God, I was racking my brains earlier. BLIND ME! There, do you know what? <laughs> Who's that? You interviewed that guy. What's his name? BLIND ME! Uh, the braces.
0: It's disgusting. What's that?
4: <laughs> a biddly-biddly-bong. Not, he's not back, is he? <laughs> it's disgusting. Hey, is it? BLIND ME! BLIND ME! Stick a pencil out there! Yeah, that reminds me of the other day, you know, he's winding that bloke up. Yeah. Going, hello, hello, and he, like, got the hump in the end and he started being racist and he's driving him mad. That reminds me of that. Yeah. He was going, are you real?
1: No, 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 no are you
4: there?
1: Well, thanks for calling. All right, thank you. That was a, br- I love that call, Johnny. Call again, would not you? Let me know. No, <laughs> no you, I'm, I'm genuine. I thought I thought it was fun, but I've got, I've got to go to the news now. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> what happened there, Paul? Stay there. We'll come up to you in a minute. Oh uh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. Oh well, well, it's one of those shows this evening. It's kind of just meandering around and talking about. Well, I've got no idea. If you want to take part, do give us a call 0844 499 1000. We call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night,
2: Ian Lee
0: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Wasn't making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day.
1: there we go um that song's 10 years old man and um th- that's one of her more famous ones it was used in a television program um but flip and i've, I've managed to i've just downloaded the other song that i was going to play because i couldn't find it. I'll, I'll play that later on in a room it's just brilliant she's it's, it's brilliant and what's brilliant in the song i'm going to play later you won't know but you have to listen to the whole album and there's loads of throwbacks to previous songs in the album some of them are really hard work to listen to mm-hmm. there's one song um, what's it called? John Lennon is a copyright of Yoko Ono, or something like that. It's just... It's just... Oh, man, she's so good. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Catherine is here. Yeah. Um, we're just going to sit and chew the fact... It's too hot to do a phone-in show, because, um paul and bruce i can see you if you want to call in dear listener oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand we call you back it's too hot for a phone-in show and and i i pray to god it gets cold again because then people are at home and they listen more and they they want to you know making phone calls warms you up so who wants to um be warmed up on a hot evening like this yeah you're right no one wants to you know you know you know you're right
0: in the zeitgeist there
1: thank you yes paul hi Ian how you doing hello Paul everyone sounds a bit down the last couple of days I don't know it's just my voice okay they're just wilting it's It's
0: too it's too warm isn't it
4: it is hot it
1: is hot actually I'm just sitting here in my pants uh, DJ Libertine I I will do this that was Imani Coppola uh, and that song was raindrops from the sun so go and go and buy it guys make (laughs) it a surprising hit Yes, Paul. Like Macy, Macy Gray wasn't it? Really, it was like good Macy Gray.
0: Yeah, Macy, Macy Gray minus a sore throat. Let's co- uh, uh,
1: let's compile a list. This is what we can do of people who never quite um, achieved what we all expected. Because I liked Macy Gray. Do
0: you know what I heard today yeah, on, on a nineties radio station? I yeah, thought, what happened to him? He was the Express. No, no, Finley Quay. I
1: think well, I saw him once coming out of a shop, and he said hello to me because I was on the telly. Yeah, I think we well, you know what happened to Finley Quay.
6: What um, about um Eagle Eye Cherry?
0: Yeah, that big Yeah eye Eagle Eye you know, Save it. tonight. Save tonight. Find the break, break of do come tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. tomorrow. tomorrow I'll be gone. gone. And he was. Be new. four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can text as well. Eight uh, seven triple two twenty five pence plus da la 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 la.
0: Lisa loeb.
1: Um yeah, she did she did a dating show, didn't she, a few years ago. Now she flogs glasses. She flogs she phoned up Watco on his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nuts. Um, so people that never quite achieved um, the giddy heights that we hoped they would. There we go. There's 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 a thing for those people who um, who like topics. There's a topic for you. What you got for us, Paul?
6: It's just a quick one. I was uh, listening to the Monkeys album today, oh, yeah. which is uh, pr- pretty good. But there's a song on there and i'm sure
1: at the beginning it's alan caddick counting them in I don't know if you've heard it but <laughs> oh it's, i know it's, so exactly the song you mean hang on a minute you know it. yeah you know the the one with world in it yeah hang on a minute he's he is referring to uh you know i'm on about right There we, we go oh hang on I've got, look, I've got a bloody computer let's try again hang on it's this What the- yeah, you're right, it is. <laughs> that's, that's, it, it is it? that's Caddick. That bip, is... Hip, uh, just i She's going to listen listen. One, two, three, four! Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can not believe, believe it. That's an excellent that. observation, Paul. Well done you, sir. Well done. Thanks, I'll just save you with uh, Alicia's Attic. Oh. Uh, yeah! I mean, they were... I liked Alicia's Attic because they were quite, um... I don't... I don't want to say i'm going to say common there we go surly say... yeah they they were uh what what we would unkindly call back in the day a bit council and i grew up on a council estate right
0: i think they were precursors to uh you lily allens they were someone's daughter weren't they well everyone is well no not well, everyone some is don't. some
1: some are sons the, there was a brilliant line on on radio four the other day on front row they were talking about what were they talking about doesn't matter but they played a played a brilliant clip of laurel and hardy and it really made me laugh out loud right it's um it's oliver hardy says to stan laurel he says um um i'm getting married and stan laurel says oh what's his name and oliver hardy says what's it what's his name don't be so stupid who ever heard of someone marrying a man stan laurel says well i have and Oliver Hardy says, well, who? My sister.
0: It's <laughs> such a <laughs>
1: delicious line. It's just <laughs> delivered perfectly.
0: Alicia's Attic? Yeah. One of them had the surname Paul. Pool.
1: Brian Paul and the Tremolos. Uh-huh. There we go, you there see. We go. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Bye-bye. I like Paul. I like Paul. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. if you. For those who just want to phone up and chew the fat, which is what we normally do, you're welcome to call for those who want um something more substantial to get their teeth into there is an actual bona fide topic of uh, people that never quite made um uh the grade that never reached what we expected macy gray famously a massive stoner mm. and famously you know would turn up on stage stoned or even smoking the odd jay mm. on stage and uh, i loved that song I lo- and I bought the album, and the album was a bit, but that song is, there's a just a really delicious chord change in it. Um, but the, the rest of it was quite hard work. And, um, and then, then where did she go after that? Where did she go after that? Nowhere. Um, Afro Man. He never quite lived up to the um
0: kathy dennis of course started writing for the people
1: kathy dennis well she wrote pure and simple mm-hmm. hearsay so mm-hmm. she's she's quids in
0: okay noel from hearsay
1: yeah all of the men from hearsay there was no there was danny and then there was jonathan oh. Jonathan, remember they did a whole TV series to find a replacement for one of them, but then they just went with the guy that was in their backing dancing troupe anyway. Controversial, guys. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 1000 Bruce, stay there, Come to you after this. 0844-499-1000. Bruce is on the line. Good evening, Bruce. Flipping! Flip, flip truth hey, Bruce. You, you, you said you said that people weren't being excited enough i wanted it's, to be a bit exciting no exactly i i, I, I thought that was what if you had been able to see that watched watching on periscope you would have seen my headphones would have jumped six foot off my head and wobbled then <laughs> landed back in place perfectly that was incredible thank you man
7: well at least your eyes didn't pop out like yep. a cartoon wolf or something then. yeah exactly that would yeah. be
1: inappropriate some people can Very make their much. eyes pop out and sometimes, seen that. Um, th- what's the operation they do? Where sometimes they extract your eye mm. and they they tighten the muscle, don't yeah, they? My brother in law had that. If you've got like a wonky eye, mm. they'll pull the eye out and it's on like a little bit of elastic and they tighten the muscle. I'm d- miming it with a screwdriver. I imagine it's not quite like they that. They don't use a screwdriver. What do they no. do?
0: I think they. um Well,
1: hang on. You say you think, that means you don't know. I
0: always that that imagine that, that, the s- that there is some sort of screwing action.
1: Is it like a light bulb, and they just have to turn the eye and keep turning it it's, until it's tight? because your muscles
0: weak, isn't it? So
1: my mus- muscles aren't weak. I've got strong muscles.
7: Mm. It could be that they use a pair of metal tweezers, yeah. and if they're not careful enough, they uh, you, they make your nose red and make a buzzing noise.
1: Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. I wonder if anyone's ever had their eyes plucked out and then had them entangled. You know, sometimes when you like when you when you've got um. Uh, you've got a kite that you've not used for ages or f- a fishing rod or something or the christmas lights the christmas tree lights and oh. you get them all tangled up and you think oh no hang on and, and then you just you just go and buy new lights i wonder if that's ever happened to, to anyone
7: i've got to be honest yeah. I, mean, I'm, I at least that's another phoning topic yeah. but um i'm one of those people that will sit them like and spend a lot of time untangling things yeah i get yeah. a bit of joy out yeah. of it but it, it can be quite frustrating mm. but Uh, also like the um the satisfaction when you've done it is something else
0: tell you what i really like doing you know if you've got like a silver necklace like a chain yes oh they are really satisfying because you think at one point you think this is pointless i'm going to break this but it's so fragile you think
7: you are going to snap it but you never well i've I've not managed to yet. it's it's just
0: finding the sweet spot in that knot that's all you've got to do i am gonna say this and i was
1: thinking about whether i say this or not i'm gonna say i am the master untangler I, I i don't think that anybody is as good and as thorough at untangling as i am i'm like a ninja uh, when it comes but to untangling
7: you, i'll tell you what ian if you uh if you do end up ever doing uh, an open form christmas type show yeah, uh, where you have people into the studio yep. i challenge you to a tie-off Sorry? and we can get like a big pile of like tangled christmas lights and the yeah. first one to untangle and wins
1: beautiful fine I'm, i'll just I'll dis- make, make that change out now I'll, I'll i made it
7: you. i made it public everyone's heard it all of talk radio has heard it cat has heard it yeah it has heard I'm it not, everyone's heard I'm,
0: it,
1: not, I'm not denying it, it. There, can i ask
0: you guys do you enjoy the process or are you grumpy while you're doing it and it's the release of actually getting it are we talking untangled. about sex? No, I'm talking that's, about that's, <laughs> untangling that's, the that's my attitude of to about.
1: sex. I'm, I'm grumpy while I'm doing it, and the release is the fun bit.
0: <laughs> okay. Spot on. Well, that's too much information. I was talking about Christmas lights. Okay, well, and I like... now I've got something in my head that I don't want in there.
1: Well, uh, I, well, that's all. again, we're back to the release now. <laughs> Um, Bruce, that's not what you've called in for. Ignore ignore Katherine trying to pull us down to her level. Oh, there's it's
7: always me. someone trying to bring us down to the gutter, isn't there?
1: Exactly. I Bruce, I'm, Bruce, I wanna Bruce, I wanna pull you off Catherine and I want to um <laughs> get you up to my level. So come on, up you come. Come on.
7: Thank God my my wife would be saying things if she saw what was happening. Yes. Thank you, Ian, for doing that anyway. Absolute um, pleasure, buddy. I wanted to uh, I wanted to start off and apologize because um I've not called in recently and I can I'll tell you exactly the reason why. Yeah, we've been um, we've been wondering about this. Well, there's been a lot of drama, and I've got nothing to do with that. The the pure reason for me not calling in, if I'm honest, is because it's been a little bit of a sausage party. And Mm -hmm. i wanted more female voices to be calling into the show. And without my sister, Bruceina, calling in... Uh, well, I did ask if she was to call in at one point. She contemplated, but she chickened out of bit. Yeah. Um, so, so for that reason, I've enjoyed listening to the show, but I've not interacted in that way. So I, um, I to just explain that, that is that what is that what the info.
1: phrase sausage party means? Lots of men, because there is a kids' film out called oh, Sausage no, 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 no. Party.
7: It's not, it's definitely not a kids' film. If you've seen the trailer for it, and that's what's so great about the film.
0: Oh, I thought it was. Oh, is that the one that's, no. that looks like a cartoon? And you see them in the shops, and the food goes home. Is that the thing you're thinking of? Yeah. Oh, yes. that's not it's... a kids' film. Did you watch the whole trailer? Well,
1: no, but they were showing that during the, during when we went to see kids' films. Mm. No, it's,
7: they they should not be showing that. It's definitely going to be a 15 or an 18 when it comes out. Hilarious.
8: Oh. Yeah. yeah, oh, oh, yeah, well,
7: yeah you when it comes out, I've got
1: access to that film already.
7: Uh, well i think that might be a different sausage party and okay. uh, if i'm not mistaken <laughs> okay um,
1: well but hang on a minute but hang on hang hang on a minute and you you do raise an interesting point that i sort of been deliberately not mentioning too much but you, you've you brought it to the table we have to address it we haven't had many women phoning in for about a week now mm. a week is not necessarily a long time and, and, and who knows what and why and now i've said that we'll get two women phoning in and that's great but I I, it, I have been kind of gently scratching my head and trying to work out if there is a reason why we haven't had very many women phoning in. It's just literally the last week, eight nine shows. Okay, before that it was it was about sixty forty men to women, um, yeah. and now it's it's we, we we get like two or three women a night if we are lucky, yeah. and I just wondered why I don't think the show has become and you know any more laddish than it has been in the past i don't i don't know i don't know maybe maybe chicks don't dig it i don't know no i think
7: I uh, i mean I, I i don't know the full reasons i mean I, I know there are some regulars that haven't been calling in and i i can't speak for them as to why they haven't been but um i mean definitely what i've heard and you know like most people i can't um for various reasons, spend the whole three hours listening to the show. I catch up on the podcast, oh. but it's not the same thing. And you know, from what I've heard, there's no reason why it shouldn't do. Here's an example as to how you can alienate people. Yes. Okay, yeah. I and possibly the reason why I've been so perky yeah. is because I've just finished um, recording an hour and a half long podcast, yeah. which was supposed to be about one subject, and we mm. had. Uh, three guys and a a girl recording it. Unfortunately, about halfway through the episode, we got on to talking about action figures from when we were kids. There we go. And the tide changed, and she was silent for about 20 minutes while we were talking about Bill and Ted and Police Academy action figures. Well, you know why? Because they
0: they, they were crap for girls when we were growing up. I had a a Princess Leia that I treasured, but she was really the only one that was available. And do you know what? She wasn't a great action figure. No. She kind of no. looked like one of the guys with the bun stuck on the side of her head. You know, yeah. they didn't take, pay the attention to detail they do now. I think things are changing, but, yeah, that's one of those things that the, we can't jo- join in with as much. You're right. but, but That's the
7: thing. The, so the thing is, uh, with that, we were very conscious at the time We've kind of gone off, we had to continue talking about it, but we then realised, try and rein it in a bit because it's going too far off topic. And what I'm saying is that I don't feel that Ian has made a similar kind of mistake in regards to the content of the show. I think it's very... I think the beauty of the show is the fact that it's not really centred at any particular set of people, Um, especially at the moment where it's so open and everything's kind of a bit of a free-for-all. Throw it up and talk about what you wanted to. I'm glad, actually... That, not that you gave us a topic, because I've talked about anything, because I'll waffle on, but yeah. um, talking about um, pop stars having one-hit wonders. Yeah. Uh, or not one-hit wonders, but like, not living... Not reaching the their full
1: potential, yeah.
7: Now, uh, why I got onto this after talking about it, actually, because I don't know, but I talked about an artist who I thought was going to do really well, because he had a big hit back around 97, 98, um, called Connor Reeves. And he had a hit called My Father's Son.
0: What? I don't remember that. I don't that. remember that at
7: all. If you... If you find it on YouTube whatever you'll start hearing it and you go oh okay I remember it now because oh. especially around London they played it on Capital all hours of the day when they would do stuff like that it was one of those artists they kind of latch onto the record company obviously given a bit of a backhand of someone and they play the song every hour and it was a new artist and he had a couple of successes
2: yeah, oh
0: yeah I do remember this
2: my father's
7: son and, gonna be like, and Stevens and, you know, all yeah. of this kind of stuff. That was the hype around him. And that was and it. That was it. Now, um, Imani Coppola, it was so good, because I switched on the radio last week when you just started talking about it for the first time. And I was yeah. like, my God, someone else. Because I was obsessed with Legend of the Cowgirl when that song came out. Yeah,
1: brilliant. Isn't it brilliant? Brilliant
7: song. Yeah. And you know what? If you do get to speak to her, yeah, um, I've got some, uh, something to pass on to her. I've just researched it tonight, and I can confirm... That the egg McMuffin is nine years older than chicken nuggets. <laughs> There's
1: the brilliant line in it. Which came first? The um, what, how does the line go? The chicken um, nugget or the egg McMuffin? Yeah, which came first? Brilliant line. Ch- yeah, chicken nugget. Yeah, she's
7: a so, poet. So you can man. now answer that question. I will um, let her know. Br- in case
1: she doesn't know, Bruce. I will uh, let her know. Listen, thank you for that. I've got to do this rude because I haven't got faders. I'm doing this rude cutting people off thing, and I apologise. Um, uh, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sean has got a cracking one. An artist that never quite fulfilled okay. their full potential. Baby bird
0: oh no i had enough of them
1: well it was one bloke yeah well that was a good song that was that was a good song
0: oh no i hated that song
1: yeah well only because you heard it so much no but he was um uh he released like loads of records before that and loads of records after that he was like a proper true indie artist in the he, he didn't he record like his first couple of albums in his in his bedroom and he pressed them all up and got them all released and stuff like that and and did all of that and um he looked like someone, he looked a bit like um young Eddie Izzard, I think. Yeah he did. Did not he? That's a, I like that song. Um you'd sing like that one. and then he'd get to the chorus It was all that, wouldn't it? Um my sister was into uh into baby bird, but um you know, she was she was trendy. So I was trendy as Penny Good evening, Anne, how are you?
9: Good
1: evening, Penny, I'm good, how are you?
9: I'm all right. I thought I should phone up and explain why I've not phoned you. Is that the right feeling I
1: should have? Well, uh, no, one, <laughs> uh, no one should phone ex- in. You're not
0: responsible, spokeswoman.
1: No one should. You know, ex- yeah, exactly. There's, you know, it's, it, it, it is what it is. And um, uh, if people want to phone in with their individual reasons for not phoning in, then that's groovy. <laughs> but I just, it has got me scratching my head ever so slightly. And I don't um, think, think you
9: are. It's not a blokey thing. It's not the show being too blokey, I think. Okay, well, that's I have good. one theory which yeah. might come out as sounding sexist, and it's not meant to nothing wrong with being but. sexy <laughs> sexist
1: oh <laughs> uh, sorry right yes
9: <laughs> in my point of view at the moment most women who happen to be mums are a little bit stressed out by end of term
8: yeah
1: well all their kids are off hang on We're well, hanging on a all bit. their kids are off already maybe oh, oh, don't worry guys nigel from maidstone's calling in that's the rest of the show sorted <laughs> um that should get the girls phoning um oh, now was. but so what so so that's why mums aren't phoning in
9: yeah it's just a really stressful time of year, running around doing sports days and everything else, and but, yeah, that's my excuse anyway.
1: Okay, well, did did dads not have that as well? Is it different for mums and dads? Cass, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Having
9: seen at the school, yeah. yes it is a majority of
1: uh, and I'm so, the reason yeah, i'm saying cool. that is because i've got i work stupid hours i don't work real hours i don't have a real job so i'm you know i do do the school run and i do not as much as my wife yeah, but and i do do the, the, the sports days and i do you know and, uh, i'm hanging out with the kids i'm not actually they're annoying me but they're not annoying me, they're adorable <laughs> uh, my, my young my four-year-old's got shingles right oh yeah I mean, he's only got a little bit just under his his uh, his left chest right Um, and we, I don't, it's really rare for a kid to get it that age. And he's been, he's been fine, but. He's had chicken pox already. He's had chicken pox. Mm. And he's been fine, but then today, if he bashed it in the heat, I think, if he bashed it, it really hurt him a lot, a lot. So, um,
10: but where do you get
9: shingles? Because the NHS tell me you can't get it from chicken pox.
1: It's herpes, isn't it? I is, think is it a strain of herpes. It, I thought
0: it was the developed... It what? was like adult chicken pox.
1: No, no, that's a myth. Oh, is it? That's bullshine.
0: Isn't it from being? Well, run, isn't it from being run down?
1: It's but yeah, yeah I think it comes
0: from being run down. But it's this. Everyone thinks you get it
9: from chicken pox, but then I Google this because my youngest had chicken pox recently. He came out in chicken pox yeah. two hours before his big sister's birthday party.
1: Beautiful. That's yeah. how to
9: terrific time, big sister, <laughs> There we it?
8: go,
9: yeah. Especially when you're hosting a party at home and I'm there panicking, phoning all the other mums and yeah. banishing the little one. Um, but I googled it then and you can't... The NHS say you can't get shingles from chickenpox. No. But I remember my mum coming down in
0: shingles the week after me and
1: my sister had had chickenpox. Coincidence. But that so might have
0: been because she was knackered running around after you two. Well, there is
1: that. Coincidence. There is that. It's a cointedon. My mum's
0: had derm shingles as well, and it's really painful. It was painful, and it left her. But you, can get, sh-
1: you can get shingles, is like herpes, in that it's once you've got it, it's there, yeah. and it can come back, guys. But
9: herpes is the cold sore one as well, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, herpes is all kinds my of medical things. Herpes, knowledge here. herpes is cold sores, and herpes is, um, you know, um, uh, uh, sexually transmitted yeah. things. It's all, it's all yeah. Herpes is kind of, I think herpes is like um uh, is used in the same way that cancer is used. In that cancer, it's a catch-all. It's a catch-all, you know. And herpes is, is it systemally. lives in
0: your nose and throat, doesn't it? That's why it often comes out on the side of your mouth.
1: Oh, then why do you get it downstairs? Oh, I say, um thank you for that, Penny. It's all right, I appreciate the uh, the input and the insight. And all of that, Uh, uh This will get the uh, the uh, ladies hot under the collar. After this next break, it's Nigel from Maidstone.
4: Oh dear, dear, I'm
1: tired. I'm hungry. I'm going to stop off on the way out and get so to I think I'm starving, guys. Starving oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand Well, pippa's getting married that's great to know
0: Mm -hmm. did you see that she uh, crashed into her boyfriend's motorbike trying to get away from the paps
1: well she he doesn't care her engagement ring cost quarter of a million pounds i know that's that's outrageous fair play she's very beautiful
0: she is do you know she's marrying She's marrying the brother of Spencer Matthews, off of Made in Chelsea. And, Literally, um, no idea. Well, he went means. in the jungle and then had to come out because he, he's got a problem with steroids.
1: Don't, don't, no idea who you're talking. He's a about. reality
0: television okay. um, star.
1: She's more beautiful than Catherine is, I think.
0: Well, it's not competition.
1: No, I know it's not competition, but I'm allowed to make the observation.
0: Right, the papers do all the time. Don't well, they? No, 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 but I'm allowed. To, what, the Mail you? today said, oh, "Sorry, on. Kate, but she's done better than hang you." On. I'm it's allowed.
1: Like... To, I'm allowed to make the ob- observation that okay. she's more attractive than her sister. What, why is there Subjective. a problem?
0: Well, no, no, but it's, it's I, factual. I, I know, but you know what? I just it grinds my gears every yeah. time that there are two famous women. Yeah, um, we're supposed to judge
1: them. No, 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 but I'm not. Hang on a minute. We're not supposed to, but I, I'm allowed to say. She's more attractive than her sister. Mm. But why why are you why are you getting arsey about I'm it? I'm not getting arsey. Well, man. you are getting quite arsey about it, and I don't understand why.
0: I'm not.
1: But you genuinely are. No,
0: I'm not. but I was reading the paper today and it was winding me up.
1: Right. But I'm not it was the paper. Kind of, oh,
0: you've got a better husband than it was. No, but I'm not saying
1: about the husband. I'm not like, saying about the husband. No, no, I'm, no, just about husband. I'm just me. saying that she's better looking and you've gone all you've you've got a cob on all of a sudden. I haven't
0: got a cob on. Well, but, but you
1: actually have got a cob on. but I haven't. But you have. you pulled a funny face and you're you're getting a oh, bit nasty no, about no, it
0: No, you're talking about my face
1: no but but what is the but i don't understand what the problem is why is that inappropriate to say that she's better looking than her sister
0: well what
1: is it? I... but what i don't understand say it why what is your problem with that
0: it's the what i've just said to you that when two women are in the public eye yeah. are two sisters
1: yeah and she's more attractive i think she's well, more th- attractive yeah, than okay, her sister
0: fine but it's obviously not for, i don't No, understand but that's what the, the thing isn't it is. that's the thing you know pippa Middleton. Right. But the whole thing about her was, you know, that everyone goes on about her backside and the fact that But she, I've not said that. No, no, no but, no, but you're lumping no, in no, with it,
1: all of those people. I've not, not I'm said l- that. I'm not lumping you in at but all. But you are, because you're, you're, doing, you're being funny no, about it's, it. No,
0: it's that thing. It's the comparison of the two sisters that But why generally, would you not compare two... you to, doing it.
1: But why would you not compare two siblings?
0: But it's the... Well, okay, well, you're not going to get it. But what I'm saying to you is, whenever there are two women, high-profile women, it always becomes a competition based on what they look like, rather than... But what, I'm not...
1: But so you're so you're saying then because of that you're not allowed to one is not allowed to comment on a woman's I beauty. I haven't
0: said that at all. No, but you
1: have in, in terms of your tone and your face pulling, you have. You have. Okay. You, you did it just then. What? So you're saying I'm because I'm not gonna
0: win because you're insisting that I'm doing something that I'm not doing.
1: No, but you are doing it. And so because of you you don't like women being compared in the press... That means that people who aren't in the press aren't allowed to say, oh, I think she's better looking than her sister. That's inappropriate. I
0: never said that. You're saying that.
1: No, but I don't understand what you're saying. I'd like you to explain. I'm t-
0: talking about the, com- the constant sort of competition that gets stoked up by the newspapers. Right, but,
1: but then why is that bad when I say that... I'm not that- saying
0: it's bad. But you are, You're Catherine. saying it's bad. No,
1: but you are, by, your, by the tone that you took.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you tell me what I'm thinking then. Why have you got
1: cob on? I've not
0: got cob on. You have got cob on. You insisting on, on c- pursuing something that's not there. No,
1: but you've got a real tone about you. I've not got a tone. Well, you have.
0: Okay. Well, that's because I'm be- I'm having someone insist I'm saying something I'm not saying.
1: But I don't understand. I don't understand you. So, uh, sometimes you really wind me up. Good. I don't understand Good. what your point is. I'm an enigma. Well, you're not. You're you're being a dick. <laughs> okay. You're not being an enigma. You're be- actually being a dick, and I don't get it. All right. I don't get it. No, you don't. Okay. You're gonna go and do the podcast then? Okay. All right then.
0: Fine. Well, what? I don't I'm not un- doing a
1: thing. But I don't understand what your problem is. Well, I've
0: told you what the problem is. The whole, the whole comparison, competition between women happens at Wimbledon. Happens, you know, with the Williams sisters. It happens but with these sisters. It's all I said
1: was, I think she's better looking than her sister. And right?
0: I said it's not competition. Right. That's all I said.
1: Well, but it was the way you said it, and I'm not saying it's a competition. I'm just making an observation. Okay. Cool. Oh, man, sometimes you sometimes i uh, do my head in yes nigel oh hi good evening in good evening nigel welcome to the show <laughs> i've been here for an hour and 35 minutes yeah. Yeah,
11: that's great you've had a good time have you well you know yeah, ups and downs i suppose yeah
1: as uh, if you care
11: well i do i i hope you have a good show every time
1: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not yeah. so good.
11: Depends on what the subjects you're talking about, doesn't it, it really?
1: depends on the subjects, mm. yes, definitely. Um,
11: I was going to say, my brother said that he was doing cha- uh, doing Big Brother once.
1: Sweet Lord, you have a brother?
11: Uh, yeah, yeah in Nor- he lives in Norwich. Wow. I, was, wow. I was talking to him for about an hour. yesterday. His um, daughter's just got married uh, yesterday, so he went to the... Well, he had to give
1: my, his daughter away. Did you not go to the wedding?
11: No, because it's two hundred miles away, and I have to mean, Mum, I have to look after my Mum at the moment. So,
1: so na- Nan didn't go to the wedding.
11: No, but he—he did, he didn't wow. expect us to go because it's a, quite a long way, you know, to travel for my Mum. Nan to didn't the go
1: to granddaughter's wedding. Gosh, mm. that's interesting. Well,
11: they didn't seem to worry about it, but I did bring him up and congr- congratulate him anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, I was going to ask you: Can you get your station on the radio in California?
1: <laughs> well, you can get it on the internet in because California. People
11: probably watch it on the internet, then, don't they? Yeah. Why are you asking about that, uh, because, Nigel? Because uh, I, I think Miley Cyrus might be listening, actually, she's, on the internet. She's not. <laughs> she's,
1: <laughs> she's not. Well, what would she be doing then? Well, anything <laughs> apart from listening to this. What would you? Um, what What makes you think that Miley Cyrus might be listening to this? Um,
11: I just have a feeling because because I've told her before about the show on on uh, Facebook. So right. She, uh, she knows it's it's on at this time, and I'm on about just after ten or eleven, whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah so. uh, do, do, the thing is, you you post it on a on like a Facebook fan page, don't you? Uh, yeah, well, on a
11: personal uh, personal Facebook, you know, the one with the tick.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So well, in that case, in that case, Miley Cyrus, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. welcome to the show.
11: Uh, if you're li- if you're listening, Miley, hi from Nigel from Maystone. Yeah, and uh, 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 can I ask you? Have you met James Well before? Yes. Oh, that, that's nice. He's a nice person, isn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's, I, I not, he's,
11: he's better hello. off the radio than when he does bite, bite people's heads off on the radio, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: but it's all—it's all, it's all um, theatre and pantomime.
11: Yeah. I suppose he puts it on a bit on the radio, like you would uh, if you're acting. Then, yeah,
1: well, yeah. It's, uh, here's the thing: when we're uh, we are on the radio, it's, it's a show, and, and yeah. it's an important word. Show. And you
11: need to to make it sort of lively, don't you? Or, or different uh, sort of you've got to be a bit different than just you've talking normally. You've got to make
1: right? it you've got to make it something mm,
11: something different anyway yeah. um, so so um do you want to sing with me a jingle or something should we, should we give everyone a
1: laugh should we, should, yes nigel let's sing let's together.
11: let's give <laughs> just everyone a, time, a laugh just for a
1: minute 30 seconds or something or two, go on then nigel what would you like seconds. to sing for us tonight do you, do you want to do the miley Cyrus jingle with me can well the, g- can you remind me how it goes it's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley Cyrus, I watch your films all day, that thing. Yeah. It's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley, Miley Cyrus, she likes to masturbate on a car. Well, that's a bit rude. <laughs> With a, yes, your li- that's your line from last time. <laughs> the, yeah, the last time. You the, wrote I that line.
11: Ago. I don't think it was last week, was it? I literally... Oh, you lose count, don't you?
1: D- don't you just.
11: I, am I on the podcast, by, by any chance? Which podcast? The, la- the last one, the show that I was on. I the-
1: haven't got a mm. clue.
11: 'cause sometimes they they cut bits out, don't they and make it a shorter show. If it's edited.
1: Well, yeah, the, uh, mm. the podcast for this show, and well done mm. for mentioning it, guys, uh, is available on iTunes. Type in Inley mm. Talk or any other uh, podcast provider. It tends to be, there'll be a special Stu Phillips podcast. That was the guest we had on at the start it, of the it, show.
11: It's also on the listeners page, isn't it? You can
1: click onto yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. But the, then we, the, the podcast from this show tends to be the last hour of the show because oh. people go to bed and stuff.
11: So they might have missed me then singing last time.
1: Yeah. So, oh, they might have. Mean. They might have done, Nigel.
11: <laughs> they probably heard me before anyway. Uh, yeah, never mind.
1: Well, <laughs> so go on then. Let's 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 be having oh. you.
11: Do, do you want to start it? Shall we start again then? It's Miley Cyrus. It's you Miley to bit, Cyrus. Oh, because you go oh. to a bit quicker than that. Oh, okay. Um, it's Miley Cyrus. It's Miley Cyrus. I watch your films all day. It's Miley Cyrus. It's Miley Cyrus. She does the bangers concert all day. <laughs>
1: No, it's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley Cyrus. Her dad is Billy Ray
11: Cyrus.
1: It's He's my
11: singery he... No Now that don't uh, go. No, I'll, it... I'll
1: <sighs> I'm going rock tonight. I'm you've really balls this up Nigel. Let's start again. Um, it's a hot weather. <laughs> mm. At what when, in a bangers concert Nigel. What yeah. what 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 does um what what does the concert involve? Well, have you seen the first Bangers concert? I haven't seen the first oh. Bangers concert. No, I'll have to lend, you,
11: lend you my copy then. No, oh, no. It's only it should be on YouTube. Actually, you can get it on YouTube. Yeah, and there's that bit where she's riding on, on the on the bonnet of a car singing, isn't there? and uh, and she's she's sort of um, doing naughty things while she's singing. Yes. That's, that's one part of it, but she is a good singer, a great singer. She does ballads as well, don't she? Like
1: I can't, I liked her when she was Hannah Montana. Mm. The crime is a good song, isn't it? I don't think I've ever heard all. I mm. I don't think I've ever heard one of her songs. Oh, so how do you know much about it then? F- from you? Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. I know
11: about it from you. I suppose you haven't really got the time to look at films. Not but, to look uh,
1: at not to look at rubbish like that. No, mm. no.
11: Who's your favourite female uh, singer, then, uh, Ian? Uh,
1: well, at the moment, it's Imani Coppola. Hmm. But I, um, I also like uh, Carol King. Yeah. Laura Nairo. Oh, they're all getting on a bit, aren't they? Oh, some of mm. them are dead. Mm. Everyone's getting on a bit, Nigel. Yeah, like me. Yeah. Um, I want to say our old one. <laughs> I'm going to guess 58.
11: Uh, that's close, yeah, very close. S- that's about right, yeah.
1: 62. About
11: right. Mm. say no more. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. Nudge, nudge. Have, have wink. you
11: met uh, Alex Jones from the One Show?
1: Yes. Uh, what recently? Um, no, a few years ago. I used to work with her. Apparently, oh, that's great.
11: Yeah, the BBC. So you worked for Channel Four and the BBC then? Yeah, we You've go. Done,
1: been done the whole board. I've done all. I've done all the channels. Yeah, but you're not doing much now on the TV, are you? Thanks for reminding me. Mm. Hey, oh, I'm cool. hosting. I'm <laughs> hosting a show mm. with Gabby Roslin. Yeah. On uh, Channel Five on Saturday, August the twentieth. R- uh,
11: uh, what, sa- what station? Channel Four.
1: Channel Five. Oh, Channel Five. Button five. Yeah. And I'm oh. looking forward to that immensely. What what show is that? What's the show doing then? I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Uh, it's like a magaziney type oh, show. Yeah. It'll, be, yeah, it'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it. Gabby's lovely, so I'm doing. Yes, I'm do, doing do, that.
11: Do, do you remember the hit man and her? I <laughs> do. That was a good show, wasn't it? Pete
1: Waterman and Michaela Strachan mm. in a nightclub.
11: Because I, I was only about thirty when that was going on. I think. Only wow. So, well, um, it's a few. It must be at least twenty-five years old.
1: Yeah, we go. It must be at least.
11: Yeah, um, which ages me a bit. Um, anyway, so uh, uh, Michaelis Strachan was really good, wasn't she, at oh, hosting shows? Yeah. And she d- she does the animal program now, doesn't she? Night yeah. Night Watch and things.
1: Um, and I, I do Here's the thing, Nigel. Mm. I don't really watch much television anymore. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't watch it because it's rubbish. <laughs> it's you don't watch it. It's rubbish. I watch films and stuff and and mm. documentaries, but I don't mm. really watch. I don't sit down and watch the telly. No, we probably See, don't for get us much to get for to us do to do get the, the 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 first four channels mm. in our house, it involves unplugging something, plugging mm. something else in, waiting for it to warm up, and then and mm. uh, 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 it's just we don't we don't do it.
11: Mm. Anyway, I can't really make too much noise because we've got new neighbours now. Anyway, so uh, oh. I, I, it's best if I ring up a bit earlier and do a song next time. Is,
1: is that you? Um, is that you? Ending this phone call? Uh, well, um, yes, I think so. Uh, but we've had a long chat, haven't we? We certainly have. It's felt like years. 0844-499-1000. Man alive, I'm tired, I'm hungry, guys. I'm tired and I am hungry. Uh, this is Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. If you want to give us a call, now would be an excellent time to do it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. 499 uh, For anybody new, uh, we don't really uh, talk about anything. Uh, for a phone-in show? Yeah, I know. Uh, I just kind of sit here and I will talk and I will go through the papers and we will see what comes up. Um, we did have one phoning thing. Oh, yes. Uh, star, pop singers that never quite reach their full potential. If you need that as, um, uh, a- as an in, you can use that. Baby Bird, uh, Macy Gray, and, uh, Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle Eye Cherry was always going to be a one hit wonder, though, wasn't he? He was always going to have that one hit. Naina Cherry's brother. Um, I, I, he was never destined for great things. I think Eagle eyed Cherry, um, I- exceeded his potential by having even that one hit. Here's a thing in the newspaper. Uh, I, whenever I go to the airport, remember that duty free, right? Was, is always supposed to be cheaper, than um than everywhere else and i've I've questioned this for a long long time oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand I have questioned this for a long time about whether duty free is actually um uh, uh, cheaper than anywhere else because it never seems cheaper to me i don 't even know what duty is why is it free of it there's no duty so that's like a tax right duty is a tax, but what kind of tax who pays duty tax? Well the uh, the daily mail have done some insightful journalism and have uh, discovered that um, loads of things are more expensive when you go to a duty free shop for example well they well in some ways this is a little bit naughty because they are comparing it with uh, stuff what you can get online and online is always going to be cheaper isn't it has there ever been an instance dear listener of um, uh, you being able to get something cheaper in a shop that's online. I don't think so. The only reason we use duty-free now is um, to um, freshen up and uh, spritz some of the aftershaves. That's all it's for. No holiday would be complete without a scoot through duty-free at the airport before you fly. Well, you have to go through duty-free. It's that weird thing, isn't it, when... um. When you come through security and they make sure you ain't got no bombs in your shoes, uh, you could fit a bomb in your sock, um, suddenly you're in duty-free. And to get to um, the giraffe or whatever, or the weather spoons, you have to go through the duty-free and buy all the fags and the booze and stuff. Um, There are some real bargains to be found there, or are there asks Sarah Rainey in the Daily Mail. In fact, the price of many products in the duty-free shopping areas are inflated, often costing nearly double and sometimes three times as much as elsewhere. Why didn't they write treble or triple? Is there a difference between treble and triple? The treble with tribbles. Sometimes three times as much. They said double, but they couldn't say triple all of a sudden. For while high street stores in town centres across the country have to compete with their nearby, nearby rivals, airport duty free shops feel no pressure to reduce prices. I thought that was the whole point of them. 08444991000. Oh, four, and then there's the phrase, why do you have to, uh, when you're in duty free, why do you have to show your boarding pass? What's that got to do with, um, uh, with WH Smith's? When I want to go and buy a copy of Mojo magazine or Record Collector, can I see your boarding path? Why? What does it matter to you where I'm going? Then there's the phrase duty-free, which implies that items are exempt exempt from the payment of national taxes on the understanding that those who are buying them are taking them out of the country. Oh, there you go. But if you're travelling within the EU, there is no tax saving on these items. Huh? I'm confused. Hannah's on the line. Good evening, Hannah. Hello. You are right? Yeah, how are you? I'm all right. What you got for us?
10: Um, pop stars or groups that haven't quite made it. Yeah, go on. Um, Savage Garden. Oh, now, they did, um, what was the, what was the hits they had? I'm just trying to remember some of them, but I've <laughs> gone blank.
1: They One of them follows me on Twitter. Um, what? and what? I can't remember, is one of them called Andrew or Stephen or, um... Duncan is one of them called Duncan? I really can't remember but I really did I did used
10: to like them but they didn't make it did they?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you used to like them but you are unable to name any of them. There was two Uh, blokes wasn't it? Eh? Wasn't it two fellas? Two,
10: two, yeah.
1: Where are you Hannah? It's very noisy.
10: Oh, I'll turn my fan off. Turn my fan off. Oh,
1: you're uh, the fan you see. I'm hot. Yeah, this is not this is not sleeping weather, Hannah. Oh, I was awake up until
10: four o'clock
1: yesterday Co- in the morning. Because of the heat? Because
10: of the
1: heat. Yeah, man alive, yeah. That's that's going to do it. It is um, it's obnoxiously hot. Yeah. And I don't want to be one of these people that complains about the heat, but I've never liked the heat. I've always preferred to be cold. Yeah. Because when you're cold, right... You can warm up, you can sit by a fire, you can run around, you can put different levels of clothing on, layers of clothing on. But when you're hot, there's only so much you can strip off before it's indecent.
10: And the fan just blows hot air and it's just (laughs) worse, I think.
1: It is, it can't, this can't last because um, we're Britain and we are not used to, and there's got to be a big thunderstorm soon, I would have thought.
10: The thing is, it thundered here today and it's not even made it cooler at all. Did it rain? Yeah, and it was just all hot, hot rain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want, I want a good thunderstorm to clear the air, like proper. There's proper lightning out there brewing, Hannah. We just need to somehow attract it. It needs to
10: be a good storm,
1: though. Yeah, I like a good storm. I like a good storm, and I like. Do you know what I like? I like being out in a good storm. I like getting soaking wet. So it's not. So that you are literally drenched through. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um. Yes? When is Hanson coming on the show? <laughs> oh, you're obsessed. I, I don't, love them. I know, I love them too, and I know you love them, and I genuinely think that, that Hanson are absolutely brilliant. I think, I, 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 My tongue is not in my cheek. I think they are such a good little band. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, when, you know, whenever they come to the UK... Are they coming to the UK? Well,
10: I know they're doing a tour. I think it's next year, I think. Right. Um, but if, if they do come in, can I, can I say hello to them? Nope. Please. Yeah, go on then. Thank you. There
1: you go. With, with, with great pleasure. We'll get Hanson on because Hanson are flipping awesome. I love Hanson. Um, so, people going on the whole day, a captive market, they prey on people's impulse to buy products, believing they're getting a great deal. Not every product in duty free costs more than it should, though. If you know what to look for, there are still some bargains. Best buys tend to be jewellery and cosmetics checker nick harris urges holiday makers before you part with your money get out your smartphone and check the price on google or amazon and see if it really is the bargain it claims to be uh, and then they have oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand and then they have a list of um stuff that you can buy that is more expensive in duty free but i mean why well, hang on a second, right? And I'm going to make your mouth water, literally, because my mouth is watering at the thought of this Haribo Tang Fastix. <sighs> World's duty free. It's three pounds twenty five at Tesco. It's only one ninety nine. But but but, right? If you're in the duty free, you're not going to be buying Tang Fastix because you're thinking they're cheaper. You're going to be buying them for as a snack on the plane, aren't you? that's what you're gonna do um cadbury dairy milk chocolate why can you only get those giant toblerones at airports as well what's the deal with that huh why can't you get them in like proper shops giant toblerones oh they're dirty the white one the white toblerone that's where it's at that's where it's at baby um what other things tea well you'd only be you'd only be buying tea because you wanted to take it abroad and make a cup of tea. But you... The thing is, it's not the 70s anymore. So you can get all that stuff... You can get tea in France now, can't you? I think. I think you can buy tea over there. Like proper English breakfast tea and stuff. Um... I mean, really, this... Uh, here we go. Pims is, is 12 quid in there. 10 quid on... on um, in Asda. <laughs> really um (laughs) they're not the biggest markups in the world disney's frozen my busy book world duty free 7.99 tesco five quid well yeah but you're gonna buy it so that the kids have got something to do on the aeroplane aren't you um and the final one who's gonna buy a hairdryer flipping heck A hairdryer, 90 quid. uh, But if you get it online, it's 80 quid. uh, Who's going to buy a hairdryer? Like, it's a proper... It's not a travel hairdryer. This is your proper, genuine, big, fat hairdryer. I suspect. I suspect that, um... we're, We're entering what is known as silly season. Like, the last three weeks haven't been nuts enough. Uh, where they fill newspapers with, um, with nonsense stories because there's nothing happening. Nothing happening? Have you seen the world <laughs> recently? There's loads happening. Uh, right. Okay, we've got another hour of this nonsense, dear listener. If you wish to, uh, take part now, would be an excellent time to call in. 0844 499 1000. One of the things we're talking about is, uh, pop stars or groups that never quite fulfilled their early potential. That's one of the things. You can, you know the rules though, guys. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. We turn nobody away. On this show. It's very simple. You dial up, you speak to Ed, he'll call you back. 0844 4991000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Another hour to go. You can give us a call about anything you fancy at all. We've turned nobody away. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. 0844 499 1000. Uh, Here till one o'clock, and then it's the two mics. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Here's the news at midnight. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: ¡Gracias! Está...
1: Nine nine one thousand 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now would be an excellent time because there's an hour of this nonsense to go, dear listener. So, here's the thing. And we didn't do this story the other day and I completely forgot to do it. Um, and they are stretching it out. There's a werewolf in a Hull. You heard about this? They're saying it's a genuine werewolf in Hull. Now... I, 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 while I am expanding my mind to... Um, we'll get Luke calling in in a minute, calling him a bloody puma. While I'm expanding my mind and considering the possibility that maybe, just maybe, there might be such things as ghosts. I ain't buying the werewolf line. That's obviously nonsense. But these guys are... Um... Properly afraid of this. O eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. A worried resident has been told by his local council it has no policy for dealing with werewolves. These people have the right to vote. You wonder why we're Brexiting? It's these people. It's these people. Oh no, come on. I've just seen this bloke's name. This is, not a, this is not a real story. Someone's been, been fed a puppet. I'm not buying this story, right? His name's Wayne Carr. Come on. Wayne Carr? Wayne Carr submitted a Freedom of Information request for details of plans for coping with supernatural threats. Really? Really? He acted after a half-man, half-dog beast was spotted at Balmston Drain Hull and feared the worst with a full moon on the way. That's a genuine person has sent that. Has gone and done that. You've got to pay for FOIs, I think. you I mean, They cost you money, don't they? The council said we have a legal duty to respond to FOI requests, even those clearly trivial. Now, listen, as I said, while I'm uh, expanding my concept as to what may or may not be reality, and while I am starting to open my uh, pineal gland to the prospect that maybe, just maybe, uh, ghosts might actually exist, no one believes, werewolves and vampires, right, that's obviously nonsense, yeah, right, yeah? that's just stories and yet this person he's called Wayne Carr I I don't think that's a real story I think what's happened there is they have been sold a pup where are you going oh there we go you see yeah go on then let's have a cup of tea let's have a cup of tea Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh, so there's a new film out. Uh, first of all, Finding Dory, which I'm going to go see this weekend, which is uh, 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 I'm very excited about. But uh, the BFG is coming out now. I never dug the BFG. That first cartoon with um, Del Boy doing the voice. It's just I don't think it's a very good story. It's just a bit. um Uh, Not Roald Dahl, I'm a big fan of Roald Dahl Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, bring it on Controversially, I even like the the Great Glass Elevator But the BFG, it just strikes me as being a little bit dull One of them dull stories And that first film with uh, with Del Boy What was Del Boy's name in real life? Can't think of his name Uh, Leslie Jacobs, no, David Jake Derek, uh, anyway uh anyway, him it was not it was half boring. And they've made a new BFG film with Mark Rylance in, and I think Spielberg's got something to do with it. Directed it. It's an half look dull though. The clips I've seen, it's just a boring so there's a giant and he steals a girl and uh, I don't know. Anyway, it turns out, guys, there was a real BFG. Roald Dahl's big, friendly giant was inspired... Well, hang on a minute, he's not that tall. Was inspired by a six-foot-five builder friend. Well, that's only an inch taller than me! What's he saying? Walter Saunders, known as Wall, played snooker with the author every week and built built him a writing hut at the bottom of his garden. There was a brilliant documentary about Roald Dahl on uh, Radio 4 about three or four weeks ago. And uh the the only thing I picked up from it uh was that is is not pronounced Rold, it's pronounced Ruald. Ruald. He was Norwegian or Finnish or something. Or Swiss. His huge stature, broad accent, funny sayings and generous nature inspired Dahl to come up with the dream delivering giant. Wall could even wiggle his ears, just like the BFG in Dahl's 1982 novel. Gosh! My mum can wiggle her ears. I say wiggle her ears. She kind of squeezes her face together a little bit, and, and that's that. The classic children's tale has now been turned into a film directed by Steven Spielberg, Mark, uh, with Wolf Hall's Mark Rylance as the BFG. Wall's daughter, Anthea, 68, was invited to the London premiere by Dahl's daughter Lucy fifty, who told her it's your dad, you're coming. Oh. Anthea said, It was a big emotional it was a bit emotional seeing him at first on the big screen. It looks just like my dad uh, There's a picture of the dad and there's a picture of Mark Rylance and I mean uh, it's, it's stretching it... I don't, wanna, I don't want to destroy this young uh, this woman's dreams, but it's it's stretching it a little bit. Former World War II pilot Dahl met ex-soldier Wall in 1946 when the builder did some work for rolls Gran. The pair regularly met up at their local British Legion club and Wall visited Dahl's home in Great Mr... <laughs> Anthea said, Quentin Blake said, this is the one when he saw Dad. Uh, Wall, who died aged 91 in 2004, was close to the whole Dahl family. Roald Dahl died in 1990? Really? 26 years ago? Flippin' heck! Flipping heck! The best Roald Dahl story is, and I can't remember what it's called, The Big Hungry Caterpillar, the giant, no, not Caterpillar, Crocodile, that's the one. The, uh, that's a good one. That's a dark story, man. They're all quite dark, his stories. That's proper dark, where he just goes off and he's gonna eat kids. That is proper dark. Couldn't do it now. Yes, you could. Anthea said, Lucy said the first time she saw the film, she cried as it reminded her of her dad and mine. It's the spitting image of him, even his ears kept on flapping. I mean, I, spitting image is, is stretching it ever so slightly. Stretching ever so slightly, really. I mean, it's a big, tall, bald man with big ears. Uh, it's kind of um, that's kind of uh, where it takes you, really. 0844-499-1000 oh, four, 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 nine, nine, is the telephone number. Oh, flipping it! Look at this. There's a brilliant picture on uh, the other page. I say brilliant. It's horrendous, but it's a cat. I don't know how has it how has it got there? So it's like a grill in the floor, like a drain, and it's cat a cat is hanging there with just its head sticking through. But its head is its head is coming up, and its body is hanging beneath. Uh, oh, there we go! They've done a little joke there. This kitten was left feline a little sore, very clever after getting its head stuck in a drain. It's thought the hapless cat had been trying to escape after being trapped in a sewer. It was found wedged and hanging from the grate, barely breathing, rescuers said. But a fire crew managed to claw out the one-year-old moggy using soap. It says dish soap. What the hell is dish soap? Soap you get in a dish. Well, that's just soap, isn't it? 0844-499-1000. 0844-499-1000. 0844-499-1000. Oh, 0844-499-1000. Yes, Tris. Hip, 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 hip. Hip, hip, Tris. How you doing, fella? You all I'm right? all right, thank you. Good, good, good. So,
12: I've heard you talking about your boy having uh, shingles. He's got shingles
1: yeah. at four. That's that's uncommon.
12: Yeah, well, I've got... um. Scarlet fever at the age of thirty-two at the minute, and How that's, that's common as well. Scarlet fever—that—that yeah,
1: I mean, that sounds like something from the eighteen hundreds. I don't—I've heard well, of it, but I don't I actually thought. know that's, what it is.
12: That's—that's that's what
1: I thought. I thought it's some sort of Victorian,
12: some sort of Victorian illness. But like me and my eldest have got it. We you basically glow red, and your you, your tongue swells up. And it's do you very actually horrible. turn scarlet then? Yeah, you do. You get hey. a, you get a red face, and it goes all down the front of your chest. Here we it's go. Horrible.
1: Diseases that make you t- turn a different colour. Jaundice, of course yeah turns you yellow scarlet fever turns you bright red um has anyone actually gone green gangrene i suppose gang flipping up we're, we're in there gangrene yeah of course go black yeah. and blue um with a nice bruise there's nothing more delicious tris have you ever had a proper black eye
12: uh no i have well, well actually i had my I, I, I had a broken nose once and i had that sort of line to come under my eyes. yeah
1: I, i've had a proper shiner several times in my life right just because i'm clumsy and it yeah. is an amazing thing to look at just black proper black and then it goes all kind of green and purple it's incredible it looks it looks worse as it's healing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it hurts for a few days, and then it blackens up, and then it's it, it doesn't hurt anymore, you know. And it's you just got this big black. Last time I had a black eye was uh, it was about four years ago, and I was I was gonna I was gonna be on uh, uh, Channel Five doing a Big Brother thing, and it cleared up literally the day before. It kind of cleared up where it could be hidden with a bit of makeup. Yeah, yeah. But up until then, it was beautiful, Shiner. Beautiful. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's good. I'm uh, proud of uh, that. How, how did...
12: Uh, um, yeah, I mean... Um, how did you get Scarlet Fever, then? I've no idea. Oh. I've got... I mean, I've got three kids, and so they always bring horrible stuff home, don't they? But
1: Scarlet Fever, have they, they travelled back through time or something to get that? Because that... that uh, how, it's contagious, is it?
12: it yeah. Hi- highly contagious to the under-six. Oh. The under-sixes, but I've... Uh, I've managed to, um, yeah be, be one of the unlucky ones.
1: And what are the symptoms, apart from being scarlet? Um, oh, your tongue swells
12: up, and you, it feels like glass in your throat whenever oh, you try and swallow anything. But then you go, oh, you, and and, and, and the, the, the hot weather hasn't been helping either. No, no. But, um, anyway, my, my, the purpose of my call, boss, yes, boss? was, um... I I tend to call up with a few sort of geeky geeky musicy things, yes. and I've um, had a little uh, plan. I'm tr- I'm trying to set up a uh, a new hi fi, but a hi fi with like obsolete audio formats. So Ooh. I was thinking, I was thinking like a mini disc, yeah. uh, an eight track, maybe real to real tape player. I don't know if you have got any, got any suggestions,
1: any thoughts. You want to get um, a, a, a valve amp.
12: Oh baby, That's yeah, 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 I was
1: reading last in last month's Record Collector. There was a brilliant yeah. article by the editor, actually, a bloke called Ian, uh, not me, but uh, actual another bloke called Ian, and it was about um, putting. T- it was it was about what you're doing, kind of. It was about you getting old old turntables and old amps and old speakers, to, you know, and mixing and matching from different eras to try and get the richest sound. And, uh, you know, it may, may very well have been that article that subconsciously, uh,
12: um, really? seeped it. Well, I, I subscribe. I read really it yeah. cover to cover pretty much.
1: So. Yeah. It's a good magazine record collector, isn't it? Yeah, I've read it for years, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm so pleased I've had a few, couple of articles published in that, because I, I genuinely, I, it's the only magazine I've ever subscribed to. I used to sc- subscribe to that when I was about 16 years old. Um, and I used to sit and pour Back then, the listings at the back were like about a third of the magazine, and I would pour through all of these listings looking for obscure Beach Boys and Monkeys records.
12: Yeah. Uh, I will mean, do the same with out with the uh, the same with the Beatles. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah,
1: it was a good I and, and, and I cuz I've got a nice I've got some I've got nice nads, right? I've got a nice nad stacking <laughs> stereo system, right, which I got about 15 16 years ago when I first got on the telly. I bought this beautiful system. It's 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 stunning, right? With uh, yeah. these old B&W amps and and uh, you know, nads, uh, great stuff. And I've been thinking of adding a mini disc player and an eight track to it. The uh, thing is, disc was pretty good. Yeah,
12: yeah. It? It's, I, I don't know why it was so lost. Uh,
1: I don't know. No one else picked up the format, I think. It was the same, it's like, you know, kind of the, the, it was the audio equivalent of um, uh, Betamax um but uh, i was you can get some really good deals on um uh mini disc players on ebay because i was looking at them and i was getting yay close yay close instead i tell you what i've bought and what's coming this week it may even come tomorrow i bought a really beautiful old reel-to-reel tape recorder oh yeah yeah. only got it for 20 quid 20 quid it was a steal loads of them going for like 60 100 150 got this for 20 quid it works apparently as well
12: well, they always say that, I don't know.
1: Well, they do say, but for twenty quid, you can't um, you can't go wrong, really. It's got to be worth a punt.
12: Yeah, yeah not at all. What do you think? What do you think I should I should put into it then? I'm definitely going eight track. Yeah, definitely going mini disc. What else do you think?
1: Well, that, I mean, what else is there really? They're the two main dead formats. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're big. F- I'm assuming you've got a cassette deck already. We're big fans of yeah, cassettes yeah. in our house, and they they're not as bad as you think they were, are they? Cassettes? I love cassettes. Based uh, 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 on the old noise reduction, right? I, 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 I never had a problem with tapes. I love tapes, and I love sorting through. Te- Do you remember they introduced in cars in car stereos? They introduced technology where you and on some Walkmans actually, where if you half pressed the play button in, it would, f- as long as the gap between the songs was big enough, it would fast forward until it got to the next song. Uh, yeah, Do you remember? Course, that? Yeah, and it I never really worked. It was always a little bit yeah. ropey.
12: Yeah, no, I, rem- I remember that. You also had um, sort of tape decks, didn't you, from maybe the late '90s that had uh, track selection. Go back, go forward. Lovely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah loving all yeah. that. Well, let's. Really when, when you've got it, Tris, uh, I want an itemised breakdown of costs, and I want yeah. uh, a photograph, please.
12: Well, I mean, my itemised breakdown of costs may be. Greatly reduced, just
1: in case the wife hears this. Oh just well, no, we can, we can, you can send it to me discreetly, and we will. um yeah, she doesn't just... listen to this; mate, it won't work. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. I look, for, <laughs> I look forward to it, Russ. Good luck, uh, Trace. Good luck. Oh, mate, no worries. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh Record Collectors, brilliant magazine, and it's not just because I write for it. Sometimes it is a brilliant magazine, and when I was like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years old, you would the, the, like the last one hundred pages would literally. Just be listings of songs and, and records that you could buy. And it would have the condition and it would have the price. And I could spend a weekend just going through it. And I trained my eye so that the things I wanted would jump out of me, like obscure Arthur Lee records or Monkey's records, stuff like that. Um, but you literally would just sit there. How geeky. And again, I think this is a bloke's thing. I don't think women do this. You would just sit there. And go through it and just scan through it and circle the ones you'd want. And then you'd uh, phone up and and you'd order it or you'd send a check and you would, you would order it. 0844 499 1000. Yes, Ray.
6: Hello, Ian. Uh, hope you're not too overheating in your studio.
1: The studio's, the studio's kind of all right. And the nice thing is, right, driving home at quarter past one in the morning with the windows open and it's warm. That's a joy. That's a joy. Mm. That's the only, Joy in this heat is driving home at one o'clock in the morning with it being cool. Yeah. Everything else is awful, man. It's too hot. <laughs> it just is, yeah. It's I'm, odd. I'm, uh, for the last three days, I have worn shorts to work. I yeah. never wear shorts in public, ever. Right. I do it abroad sometimes, but even then, very rarely. <clears> and I'm wearing <throat> shorts around the office. I, I, I'm like some kind of pervert. It's outrageous. Yeah. Not I'll the only up, pervert like... working here, but. It's outrageous.
6: Mm, and I've got legs covered in bites and nibbles because you know things love snacking on me. Do
1: you? Are you? Are you one of the ones that attracts the uh, the midges and the m- mozzies?
6: Well, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I do some gardening, I seem to upset them, and they all turn on me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, uh, um, um, when, when we go... I'm not going to Greece this year. I can't. My, the family's going, but I can't because I've got work, right? Yeah. But whenever we go, it's me and my eldest son, actually. We mm. get covered by... You wake up in the morning and you're <coughs> covered in bites. No one else gets it. Yeah.
6: Apparently, if you eat a certain yeast extract, they uh, steer clear of you.
1: Well, the, I don't know. The, the Marmite is what you're talking I don't know if that actually works. I know the Indian tonic water... It, it was, it's was got quinine in it and it was made yeah. to, to to get rid of the mozzies it was called Indian tonic water because they would drink it in India in the Raj yeah. to stop getting uh, attacked. I don't know does the Marmite thing actually work?
6: well I've never noticed it working but you know they just seem to love me <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I, I must admit, I've not had Marmite when I've been abroad, so maybe I need to, maybe I need to go to duty free and buy an expensive (laughs) tub of Marmite. In fact, I've not had Marmite for ages, we've not got any in the house. Ray, that's being righted tomorrow.
6: Okay, make sure you do that. Thank you very much. What you got for us, Ray? Um, that, that guy you just had on talking about forgotten audio formats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he mentions the, um, the what was it? The, the mini disc, which I used to use, and was fantastic, Love and the Lord, minis. I miss it. Yeah, uh, there were there were two other recordable digital formats. There was the DCC, which was back compatible with the compact cassettes.
1: Hang on a second. The DCC was that
6: like that? It was similar to Dats. Uh, Dats was the first format, oh. and then Philips launched the DCC, which you could play your old cassettes on it, but you could only record on these new
1: digital ones. Right, because that right, was um, I am going to say about nineteen ninety three, and uh DAT that record cassette tapes. There was like little chubby tapes, weren't they?
6: Yeah, little and, mini videotapes.
1: Yeah, and it, it revolutionised home recording because because it, it, it didn't lose. Any quality did it. That's it, about well, we 1990 did, yeah. I first saw it. 1990, yeah. It didn't re- re- reduce, it, you didn't lose any of the quality, and yeah. they, were, they became quite quickly, they became affordable to 300 quid, so yeah. that people could have them at home and have their own little recording studios.
6: Yes. Yeah. And another great old format, um, uh, you may have to really hunt this down, it was called the L cassettes. What the and hell? It was, um, E L C I S E T. Yeah, and it was a, a cross between a cassette and a reel to reel. It was like a, well, the size of two cassettes. I've se-
1: yeah, I've seen those. Is that what they? I never knew they um, they had a name. I know exactly what you're talking about.
6: Yeah, and they were quite nice, but apparently they um, only sold them in successfully in Finland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why in Finland, Ray? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I am I, I, the the boys have now got cassette players in their in their um, bedrooms, so and I bought I bought right. You know that, in the seventies, the little home cassette players you'd have, those little black rectangles where you press the button and a lid would flap up and you'd put yeah. the tape in it. I bought one of them for the, for the boys, right? Cause I thought it'd yeah. be nice to record on. And, um, it, th- I bought a new one and that was my mistake. I should have bought an old one. I bought a new one and it's like 44 quid. Right? Oh, they are. It's built like a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. It they is. just don't make them properly. No, they don't make them properly, right? And it is, it's lightweight. It and, and yeah. I mean you know I mean in in the sense that it's you know it's shoddily made. You've really got to pr- push the buttons down hard yeah. to, to the point where my four-year-old can't push the buttons down, oh, and right. the recording on it is awful because the, I'm going to get proper geeky now. The microphone, right, that's built in. Yeah. It it all it does is it picks up the sound of the motors going round. Yeah. <laughs> but the seventies ones didn't you they did it a bit, but not massively. And this mm. drowns out anything else that you record.
6: Yeah. And also they they come with what was it that auto level control, which <laughs> well, once it goes down it takes forever to come back yeah. up again.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I remember. Uh, right, excellent stuff. Geeky and delightful. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Speak to you later on. Tati bye. Oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. <laughs> So, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back now. It, 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 have we entered Is silly, silly season? Actually, happened. I think it's when Parliament breaks up for their six month holiday or whatever it is. Uh, but we kind of—it feels like we're entering the silly season because we're getting ridiculous stories. Um, and this, I mean, this is this is the most ridiculous lot: a hapless pensioner. Oh, the, 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 here comes the clever he- he- headline. Missed her and Mrs. Doesn't, it's not clever because it do not really make any sense. Who was the fellow that used to host Mr. and Mrs.? Derek Beattie. Remember Derek Beattie? That was a strange programme. A hapless pension. What did they listen to in the soundproof booth? That's all I wanted to know. One of them would go into a soundproof booth while Derek Beatty would ask um, uh, uh, questions and then they would a dolly bird uh, that's probably their term, not mine would b- uh, bring the wife out of the soundproof booth. Derek Beatty is he dead? I'm guessing he's dead. I'm guessing he died quite some time ago. If anyone knows, 0844 499 and I don't believe this story a hapless pensioner jetted off on holiday without his wife after leaving her behind at the airport. What do we think? Did it happen? Possible? Possible, yes. Morris Hunter, 80, had to turn round and head home less than an hour after landing in Spain. He lost Carolyn, 70, after nipping to the loo at Airport. Hang on a minute. This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, after nipping to the loo at Stansford Airport, and thought she had already boarded the Ryanair flight to Benidorm. The couple, who've been married for 47 years, had booked separate seats. What? As Morris, who is six foot four, wanted extra legroom. I'm suspicious about this. On the plane, he even waved at a woman he thought was his wife. "'Morris? Here's an odd twist to the tale. "'Morris, a diabetic, "'only realised his mistake after landing. "'What's him being a diabetic got to do with anything?' "'He said, "'I was worried something bad had happened "'because I could see that everyone was off the plane. "'Then a Spanish worker came up to me "'and asked if I was Mr Hunter.' When I asked where my wife was and if she was okay, he told me she was fine, but back in London. I couldn't believe it. It's her... Why is he getting the blame for this? She's... She's ballsed up here. Why is he getting the blame? The subheading is hubby in a whole lot of trouble, but I don't think he's done anything wrong. Carolyn said, I don't know how we missed each other, but the last thing I said to him was not to be long. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The couple of Plumstead, Southeast London, decided Morris would head straight back to the UK as Carolyn had his medication. You're in Spain. You can buy any drugs you want on the continent. That's one of the joys of going abroad. You can go and buy like, proper hardcore drugs over the counter. The trip... To mark Morris's birthday had already been hit by a last-minute hotel switch, after the collapse of travel f- travel firm Low Cost Holidays. They've gone bust, have they, guys? Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. The couple ended up spending a week at their caravan near Whitstable, Kent, instead of jetting back to Benidorm. Morris said, "I was worried." what carolyn would say when i got back to Stanstead. luckily she was fine i think she was just happy i was safe now come on guys come on he should have stayed there and had the time of his flipping life and she should have had the time of her flipping life at home that seems ridiculous ridiculous the shortest you've ever been time you've ever been in the country i uh, was uh, in la for a whole 23 hours once i mean it's a hideous place and it was it was 22 hours too long but i flew out there to um interview the cast of lost and then i kind of came i, I came pretty much straight back i remember i had a hotel room i don't think i slept in it though did I? When did I? Get, I, mean, I was I had a friend who was over there and I went and saw my friend and then I interviewed the cast of Lost and then I flew straight back. I don't think they even slept there. It's a horrible place. Um Los Angeles. An absolutely horrible place. I can't think of anywhere worse. Well, hang on, here I can look at this. This is uh, ridiculous. It's one of those stories because it's got hot nobody can cope with the heat nobody can cope with the heat it's just hot i mean it's unpleasant and it's horrible and it's it's um it's not nice at all but nobody can cope with the heat meltdown uk at 92 degrees fahrenheit and still that doesn't seem that hot to me 92 I mean, it's hot but like 100 is hot isn't it heat Ah, oh, here we go beautiful Heat wrecks travel chaos, but now storms are on the way. fan blumintastic. When are we getting the storms? Um, Friday. Well, Friday. Good. Rail tracks buckled and roads melted as Britain sweltered through the hottest day of the year yesterday. The Met Office declared a Level 3 heatwave alert, making it warmer than Barbados but forecasters warned of flash flooding today as thunderstorms bring an abrupt end to the short-lived summer in many areas. Good! Good. Now, they've got pictures of um, people struggling in the heat. Now, this is the mount. They've not got anyone in a bikini. Normally, they would have... Oh, look, there's a Chinese Ken Livingston. He's Japanese, so he's a bit racist. And But there is there's a Japanese fellow that looks like Ken Livingston. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Look at that. One of my favourite games to play is spotting uh, Asian versions of my friends and famous people. And there's quite a few. I saw an Asian Ringo Starr the other day. It was brilliant. But so they got pictures of people who are uh, uh, way too hot, man. Way too hot. But um, they're really weird pictures. So one of them is um, a woman on a on a tube... They're both on the tube, look at that, that's outrageous, you lazy gits. Tom Kelly, who compiled this story, look how lazy you are. It's two people on the tube. So, uh, there's a picture of an old woman sat on a tube seat, just mopping her face, and it says, too much, many struggled in the heat. And then there's a woman coming off a tube train with, um, like, an old school fan, you know, one of the flappy fans. And it says here, not a fan of this weather! Not a fan of this weather, but the best picture they've got, the best picture is, um and I don't know where this is, it's a traffic jam, right, it's not a motorway, it looks like, well it might be a motorway, it's, it's a busy road, it's definitely a dual carriageway at the very least, right, and it's a traffic jam, and all the traffic is stopped, no one's moving, right, and they've got a woman This cannot be real. She's got out a blanket and she's put it on the middle of the road, on on the white lines, and she's sunbathing in the middle of the road. What a a stupid thing to do. Why would anyone do that? In Yorkshire, the first Trans Pennine Express was suspended between Hull and Doncaster after a rail bucked in the, buckled in the heat. Hey, there's a sinkhole has opened, isn't it? Underneath some, a train track somewhere. An actual sinkhole has opened. That was yesterday, I think. I wonder how, when they're going to get that fixed. You've got a poor load of uh, cement down it, but then you're never sure. You're never sure if another one's going to open. Commuters were visibly wilting on London's tubes as they suffered in conditions that some claimed were illegal to transport cattle in. Some claimed... Well, that, uh, yeah. One overheated user wrote on Twitter... This weather is amazing... The tube is not... 38 degrees underground... Another posted... Feel like I'm getting a tan... And I'm underground... Well you won't get a tan... Because you need the sun... You'll just be getting hot... You plum... Um... Oh it's on the M3... She's doing it... One woman made the most of a hold up... By sunbathing on the M3... Wearing shorts and a black crop top, she placed a purple beach towel down on the tarmac next to her car in the middle of the motorway during the lengthy wait following a four-car pile-up. Blimey. Well, there you go. 0844 499 1000...
2: Change my two. I looked in your eyes, saw starry skies, the sun and me. The, 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 and you're a dreamer just like me. We'd
1: Guys, you used to get these stories all the time in the seventies, and then I don't know what happened—science or something. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, there were always people that was that couldn't stop hiccuping, or orgasming, or sneezing, and then you don't get those stories anymore. There we go. But now we've got one of these stories. Now we've got one of these stories, guys. Now we've got a genuine story misery of girl who sneezes eight thousand times a day and can't stop and there's a picture of her sneezing Ira sneezes about 10 times a minute a schoolgirl has started sneezing eight thousand times a day but doctors can't work out why it's happening Ira Saxena, who's nine started sneezing an average of 10 times a minute three weeks ago does she do it when she sleeps well if we read the story we might find out more Ever ever sneeze? Can people sneeze in their sleep? I don't know. Isn't it, have you ever s- sneezed in your dream? There's a question, guys. I don't think I have ever sneezed in a dream, and that's what makes dreams so perfect—the uh, fact that you don't sneeze in them. It has become very painful. Ah, uh, here we go. It has become very painful, and the only respite she gets is when she goes to sleep. Well, then you need to work out what's going on there. Is it because she's lying on her back? Or is it because her muscles have relaxed? One of the two? You can have that for free. It's one of the two. (laughs) Okay? Several doctors have examined Ira, and she has tried various remedies, but so far none has cured the condition. The youngster from Colchester said, It's really horrible. My face hurts every time I sneeze, so it's not the good sneeze then. It's not the good... People say that a sneeze is better than an orgasm. Well, that's rubbish, isn't it? Orgasms are much better than sneezes. I mean, sneezes are good. A good sneeze is good. And I can I can sneeze two or three times in a row. The other, no. But orgasms are better than sneezes. Whoever said that... That's a nonsense. Um, she says, I can't go to school. I can't finish the day because I'm sneezing so much. Some friends think it's contagious, but it's not. You don't know it's not, though, do you? If you you don't know what caused it, you don't know if it's contagious or not. And you'll be firing out a lot of snot. So my friends don't want to sit with me. Well, they're not real friends, and you're not a real friend of theirs for wanting them to sit next to you when they might catch the lurgy. I can't really go outside, as it makes it worse and more violent. All I can do is sit at home. I really can't do anything. Mm. I'm, I'm suspicious of this young lady. I don't want to call her a faker, but... Anyone else thinking this, this sounds a little bit like bullshine? Ira's sneezing began one morning last month. It has stopped her taking part in her usual hobbies of painting, singing and swimming... She has been reading in the meantime to avoid falling behind at her primary school. Her Now, I'm not quite sure what this next fact is here for. Her Indian-born parents, who came to Britain in 2004, bloody immigrants coming over here stealing our sneezes, have taken her to doctors. Why did we need to know that? Maybe it's some, maybe it's some hideous Indian disease. It's, like an, it's, it's a way that the Indians are going to infiltrate us by spreading sneezes. They've taken her to doctors, specialists, and a private clinic. Her mother, Priya Saxena, 42, a primary school teacher said, It started slowly and has progressed to become more constant and violent. Well, this can only end one way. And that one way is her head blowing up. That's, it's going to be like a scanner's you seen the film Scanners? Someone's doing a slow scanners on her. You know, is it Scanners? The David Is it David um, Lynch? It's not David Lynch, Cronenberg. The David Cronenberg film where people can um, concentrate on someone, he- someone's head and it blows up. And I remember seeing the poster for that outside the Granada Cinema in Slough and it was terrifying. It was a guy, if I remember correctly, it was a guy in like a white shirt and a black waistcoat and he had his arms down by his side and he was screaming and his head was blowing up. It's a good film, though. Um, The doctors are saying, it is, and and, and here's proof, if proof need be, that doctors haven't got a clue. It's all guesswork. The doctors are saying it is possibly an incorrect signal being sent from her brain. Or a tick. But nobody can be sure. They're just guessing. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. She's a chancer. She's bunking off school. And the best thing she can come up with is the sneeze ruse. She's not allergic to anything and has been given steroids, antihistamines and a nasal spray. But she's not responding to anything. No one has seen anything like this before. In the 70s, as I can say, in the 70s, we saw it a lot. Ira... Uh, we've tried everything, even prayer. They uh, ain't going to fix it. I ain't going to fix it. Prayer don't fix cancer. Ain't going to fix sneezing. You know why? Because it don't fix nothing. Oh, God, they really are desperate now. Ira is now experimenting with homeopathic medicine. Don't waste your time or money. God, they're desperate. The only time the sneezes stopped was during an hour-long hypnotherapy session, although the sneezing began again afterwards. Get McKenna in. Get McKenna in to sort this out. If anyone can fix her, McKenna can. McKenna can. Begin again. Her mother added, in that session, she didn't sneeze. Which makes us think it's something to do with the brain. No, it's relax, relaxation. Get, here we go. Let me phone, I'm going to phone, I'm going to find this um, eight year old. I'm going to phone her up. Not a direct number. That would be inappropriate, but I'm going to phone her up and tell her she needs to do a bit of mindfulness. That's what she needs. Little bit of the old uh, mindfulness meditation. She needs to relax or start drinking maybe i don't know that might just a little bit of booze just to relax her up a bit um so that she can um cope. yeah i mean she starts boozing at the age of eight the, the chances of her becoming an alcoholic are, are massively increased and she'll find that the, the you know the first few sips of whiskey while that may work for the first week um by week uh, week 10 she'll be um, downing a whole bottle of jackie d if she wants it to uh, have the desired effect, you see? But, you know, pros and cons, isn't it? You've got to weigh up the pros and cons. Do you want to sneeze? You do you not want to sneeze? You know, that's the thing. I, th- I think this family have gone about this um, all over, uh, have gone wrong. And they've got a picture there where she's not... So they've got one picture where she's sneezing. And then they've got a picture there where she's not sneezing. So... part of me thinks this young lady is a genius and she's playing us she's playing us like the saps that we are guys and we're all falling for it well i ain't falling for it i tell you that there's no way i'm gonna fall for that i don't believe it for a second right that's it that's your lot i'm buggering off night. <laughs>
2: We got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk radio.